When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The Boogie Monster with Kyle Kinane and Dave Stone. You'll find out what happened to Frankenstein and other stuff that never happened. Freaking nerds. The Boogie Monster. Podcasting the unknown. This is where it's at tonight. Yeah, baby. man. This is how we're doing. How, how are we on the ones and twos? We're pretty good. Our levels is are this? dialed in. Man, if we were in person all the time, mm-hmm. I said a good this, vibe. This would be the vibe. If we lit it up like this every time, you brought the bass speaker in here. You have one speaker that's just a bass cannon with a handle. Yeah, it's my uh, that you walk around your house with like you're about to break dance at mm-hmm. any minute. Yeah, yeah, you gotta you gotta stay ready. I saw old girl Shalewa in New York. Oh, really? How she do? She had a great bit about being like. She was like a breakdance roadie. She's like, I just carried the cardboard from parking lot to parking lot. <laughs> I love Shalewa. She was doing goes good to see her. We started together. Uh, yeah. She was uh, was and still is very, very funny. Yeah. Dave, what's up, baby? What's popping off, dude? We're live in the record room. Here we are. We're doing it. In Dave's vinyl, vinyl cabana. Oh, we got our booze. We're, we're liquor, we got our respective drinks in front of us. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> What's going on today? Is this a special day? Yeah, I mean, a little people, bit. People could probably. Uh, I always think about I, that, like when we're recording. Like, well, yeah. let's let's wait and reveal the top. But it's like, oh yeah, I forget that I title it. <laughs> yeah, you like, kind of they, they know. You kind of like uh, it's like when comedy reviewers put the punchlines in the review. You're like, yeah. yeah, it's kind of a spoiler. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure uh, what we decided to title this one, but it's probably uh, fairly self-explanatory. Yeah. Yeah, man. I think uh, it's time for change. It's time to move on. Are we uh, are we recording the last Boogie Monster ever right now? Maybe. Maybe not ever. Maybe not ever. I want to leave the door open. <clears throat> yeah. Let's make this clear. Up top, there's no beef. There's no falling out. There's zero. It's just... Thing, change is good. This is a celebration of life. It's... A- <laughs> It's a celebration of life, Dave. It's a triumph of the human spirit, a wise man once said. Yeah. Some days I wonder when, uh, you know, like this, I just openly would eat pizza into the microphone. I'm mm-hmm. like, how, how, how has it gotten to this point <laughs> where I'm like borderline emotional about this ending? But mm-hmm. it was like, oh, yeah, we're just supposed to be idiots yeah. on the mics. Yeah. 
No, man, it's just, no. uh, you know. <laughs> Poured a strong drink. It's, uh, <laughs> yes. Sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, we've, we've kind of been kicking this idea around for a little bit recently, but I just think, uh, yeah, man, I, I uh, and like, we've talked about this, obviously, yeah. off the air, but uh, just so the listener knows, uh, nothing with us you know, I like the idea that the, what like the listener thinks we don't talk mm-hmm. other like it's a yeah. full bob and tom situation <laughs> is and that we, what they we do? All, I, well there's a i guess they're like didn't like each other mm. like what if we just decided on air right now you know yeah. what? this is the last one yeah i'm fucking done we're in person mm-hmm. and then we just mm-hmm. add fight sound effects <laughs> <laughs> uh. no nah, we're uh wait wait we're, we're it's weird to think, like, why would you end something that's so easy to just, like, mm-hmm. tune in? Like, oh, let's just call each other on Monday. Mm-hmm. But we we're expressing our feelings about, like, oh, we're not. I felt more of, like, it felt it felt weird to ask people to listen in if it's just the two of us yeah. bitching about our week and not having. Because we don't want to become podcast personalities. No. And that's, that's part of it, you know? Um I don't want to lay my whole life out for mm-hmm. consumption, and I don't think you do either. Yeah, I've never been super comfortable with that, and I know that that's what kind of what yeah. we signed up for. You know, when you start a podcast, I mean, yeah. obviously public figure, but mm-hmm. we were getting real comfortable, with like, oh, and then this happened, and then I'm telling, and it's, uh, I don't think I want that much of myself. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll get to it. We're mm-hmm. going to talk for a while, dude. Okay. I mean, we already been talking. <laughs> but yeah, I uh, you know, it's a hard thing to articulate uh, you yeah. know, the reason why and the cause of this, but I think uh I mean, a I'm lot... going to be sad about it. Uh-huh. You are. I am. Yeah. Well, yeah, 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 of no, course I'm, I'm going to be sad about it. Yeah, but see, the thing is, we're still going to be friends. And yeah. you're still going to be out there. I'm going to be out there. People can, mm-hmm. you know, watch our stuff, follow us, do whatever. We're going to be good pals forever. Uh-huh. It just didn't... We live in separate states, and it just <clears throat> felt weird. Like, oh, here's a recorded phone call. Yeah. And then the stuff, because for the people that don't know, we'd call each other, and then we'd be like, all right, what don't you want to talk about in the yeah. podcast? <laughs> and then we'd talk some, so, talk some hella shit on and a, people. And a lot of that was more and, interesting than what yeah, we Yeah, and then it would like leak over. I'm like, oh, man, I don't want people to know that that was my opinion about something. I'm like, yeah. And because everybody has that, like, mm-hmm. think about broadcasting. You're everybody has secrets. Everybody talks shit. Of like, I, I don't, but I don't want to be that as as a show. No, no. I wanted this I. to be a. I wouldn't say a beacon, but at least mm-hmm. a dim light of positivity. Yeah, and I think it a has flickering been. candle of goodness. I think it has been for the most part. I don't think um, we intended or or actually did, you know, devolve into something. Yeah. You know, negative or something that we didn't want to become. I think, but I think that's why yeah. it makes sense now to kind of, um, you know, regroup and figure out. I feel feel like the podcast was heading in the direction mm-hmm. of like a movie where Michelle Williams is the wife. <laughs> Meaning the, what? Any movie where she's the wife and like there's a divorce that's gonna happen, like the Fablemans, or what? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Fablemans. Uh-huh. Like I feel like every movie Michelle Williams, mm-hmm. wonderful actor. Every every movie she's in, yeah, she's just in a relationship that's not gonna work. That's and I, so true. And I'm like not that like the relationship's not gonna work, but it's like, oh, are we secretly going through the motions every week? And yeah. the, are we in a loveless marriage, Dave? <laughs> are we in a loveless podcast marriage? <laughs> 
No, I don't think Even so. Even though we know we both still care for each other on of a course. human level. Of course. Um, no, a lot. it's just a bunch of small things that all kind of started to add up that made me think, all right, it, it yeah. might be time for a change. On a personal level, um, I mean, first of all, let me say thank you to all the listeners, all the patrons, yeah. everybody who ever gave two shits of what we were doing and putting out there yeah. in, the, in the zeitgeist. Uh, could not be more appreciative. Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll admit it. I think I've been transparent about this before. Like, Boogie Monster has totally helped my career. You know, seven years ago, I was just... You know, can, can I can I lay out? Seven years mm-hmm. ago, you were sleeping in a van in front of my apartment mm-hmm. that you got to use when I was out of town. Yeah, and you were clogging drains because you didn't know how they worked. <laughs> and right now, we're in West Hollywood mm-hmm. in your room that's just for vinyl. Yeah, this is just my vinyl. And you room. have a eucalyptus and tea tree candle lit on your beautiful. Uh, art, artisanal kind of desk that you can record podcasts from. Mm-hmm. Your wonderful wife is in the other room. Yeah. And you have three domestic animals that yeah. are delightful. Yeah. A lot of changes this is, in seven years. Yeah. And it's, as your friend, it's beautiful to see. Well, thank you, buddy. This is like... It's not like, okay, well, podcast is going to end, and then Dave just sleeping in the van in front of my apartment again. <laughs> like, at least it's oh, like, all right, no, we both have have progressed, mm-hmm. I think. I, yeah, so many changes mm-hmm. over the last seven years. Even you, you know, yeah. you've moved a couple of times. Yeah. You went from... Uh, Later, a lot of lateral yeah. stuff for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now everything's cool. I'm, I'm not, Now I've, like, progressed. Now instead of two years in a relationship, I'm nine years into mm-hmm. a relationship. Yeah. And it's oh, and these are this is all this is a positive, this is a positive celebration, everybody. Yeah, it really is. And I've always been, uh, I've always tried mm. to embrace change, um, whether it was voluntary or not. And uh, yeah, I'll, I'll open up a little bit. Like I've, I've, I feel like the podcast has got stagnant. And yeah. you know, I, I know me personally, you know, I, I've, I've lost my zest for it, and I never wanted to do that. I never mm. want to just keep doing a thing out of routine if my heart's not in it. And it's not that my heart's not in it. It's just, yeah, like you said, so many changes in my life over the last seven years. And more recently, I just feel like, um, yeah, ever since COVID probably, I know a lot of comics went through this and may still be dealing with this. But like, you know, during COVID, I had like a career existential crisis as far as like, am I ever going to do comedy again? Am I going to be a comedian? And and then even getting past that and and somewhat back to normal, uh, honestly, I was just I was and not to get too personal. We just talked about. How I we mean, don't honestly, be too buddy, it's the last yeah, episode. The last we can do it. <laughs> it's okay. But you know, uh, you know, we yeah. Boogie Monster had a small amount of success. We yeah. had we had a nice. Yeah, uh, uh, I don't know how big, but we almost you know, got a we almost got a TV show. We almost had a TV it show. It turned into my last straw in showbiz. <laughs> Same. <laughs> trying to make that happen. Um. But I, I got a little too comfortable of just leaning on Boogie Monster, both financially, just the supplemental income that it would generate, and just in what, terms of my relevance in the comedy community. Like, oh, I'll always have Boogie Monster. I need to say how, how efficient you are as a human being if the Boogie Monster revenue got you comfortable. <laughs> Not comfortable, but it, it definitely... Uh, you know, when I didn't have any of that, it, it afforded them uh, three live chicks. Honestly, the Boogie Monster income is like a good village in Africa. Like that's like, oh, we got five goats this month. Like that's basically 
So the fact that you made it comfortable. Yeah. I mean, yeah, not comfortable, but it was. But you had a, ste- you had a steady income. It was finally, after years of trying to be a comedian, it was finally steady income, which is yeah. not, is, is almost impossible to create doing yeah. just stand up unless you're just on the road all the time. And I, my point is, I, uh, you know, I really enjoyed working on the special and getting that hour together. And I'm, I've been, I've enjoyed yeah. finally putting it out. And it's really like uh, got me horned up for comedy again. Yeah, we're stand-ups, man. Yeah, I, yeah. at my core, I'm a stand-up. I've enjoyed Boogie Monster. I enjoy doing the Stonebergs. I enjoy doing all the podcast-related stuff I've done. But at my core, I am and I want to be remembered as a stand-up. And I feel like mm. I haven't uh, been pushing myself hard enough just because... Like I said, well, you know, Fallout spells. I got Boogie Monster, but uh, I need to, uh, I need to run free. I you gotta to, get out there, buddy. To get out there and, and blaze of glory. Get back to my roots, man. I, I'm, I'm booking mm-hmm. dates right now. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm ready to just like, hell, I might even buy a fucking van again. I don't know. Yeah, but like, a, really, I, like a good one, not I, to live in. I think I got one yeah. for sale. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> wouldn't that be some <laughs> shit? I think I got some. I got a fucking box full of problems. I can get to you real quick. <laughs> this is these are all positive things. Yes, change is good. This is not ending on bad. We don't. No. We don't even know if it's ending. Yeah, we don't. But even, we live in yeah. separate cities. Exactly. And we're not. You know, we're. It. I don't know how am I trying to articulate this. It's the same thing. We're not going to be like the podcast person. We're not going to like try and say the most extreme things mm-hmm. or like get have a hard opinion so people either love you or hate you mm-hmm. like i don't I'm, I'm not about that life i'm about like oh if i'm saying something that everybody hates maybe it, what i'm saying is wrong and i should mm-hmm. learn more about this topic i'm speaking of yeah and and neither one of us crave that like we're not no we start we, we controversial this was, attention seekers. no book boogie monster was born out of like well i guess we should start a podcast because how else are you going to tell people as a stand-up when you have dates mm-hmm. yeah. and then it turned into like people listen to it mm-hmm. i didn't think that was going to happen Mm-mm. i thought we we're just going to do the thing yeah people listen to it and that was that's that's still blows me away when somebody's like yeah listen to boogie monster mm-hmm. i'm kind of like well, why why what <laughs> <laughs> but you like you realize, and th- but that's also the some of the detriment of it mm-hmm. is like all we're doing is like we're two dudes talking shit. Yeah, usually on a, like a Monday afternoon, mm-hmm. and then people are like I listen to it. I'm like, oh, I wish you didn't because I said some things. Like I I got a little comfortable with it, mm-hmm. and I I was getting too. I'm, I'm repeating myself. That's all right. I've gotten into this bottle of tequila that you've provided that's for me. That's all right, buddy. Get into it. And we're listening to some dubstep earlier. That's right, man. And I don't think that's dubstep. I think that's just dub. It's just dub? I think dubstep is that really annoying dance music that popped off about 10, 12 years ago. Oh, with the horn? Yeah. Reggaeton. Yeah. That's reggaeton. Yeah, I think we're listening to just dub. The horn still makes me laugh when yeah. people put it in a, <laughs> an appropriate place. It still makes me laugh. Yeah. But, but even, we, we could keep talking about it, but we know we just, maybe yeah. it ran its course a little bit. Mm-hmm. And you're about to like break out. You got to get back to stand up. You're a stand up, dude. Yeah. But you're but you're a stand up. Mm-hmm. We're both stand ups. Yeah, yeah. And there's a world right now where podcast personalities. That's all you have to be. Stand up is the 
loose end that you do because to make a few bucks because you're a podcast personality. And I don't want to be that guy. And no, and and no fault to those people that yeah. do it because we got into podcasting because that was the loose end you did as a stand up. Mm-hmm. And now podcasting is you know uh, massive like that. It's a show. It's it's mm-hmm. it's just another avenue, just like. TV, movies, radio, it's a whole other thing. Mm-hmm. And we don't want to be those guys. Yeah. And that's okay to not want to be those guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, It's weird to think that be, just because you're a stand-up, you should also try to figure out how to capitalize on all of your waking moments. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I don't want to... And that's what I was trying to get at. Also, knowing week to week... I. I have more respect for morning radio DJs now, knowing that every day they would do this, and now every week we might not even want to broadcast something that went on in our life. For one hour. Yeah. I don't... There's weeks I just didn't have anything, or I had something, Mm -hmm. but it's not something I want to talk about. I want to talk to you as a friend about it, Mm -hmm. but I don't want... No offense, Mm -hmm. fans, but you're also strangers. Exactly. I mean, and as much, and and and, it, and it's a weird thing when a stranger knows something about you that like you didn't realize we like we nonchalantly spoke about. Yeah, but then somebody that, and I get that way too. I listen to podcasts routinely where like you start thinking it's uh, parasocial. I believe is the term hmm. that you know somebody through social media. Yeah, you become you believe you know them personally. Mm-hmm. And I'm appreciative. Don't get us wrong. I'm appreciative. No. I'm not going to speak for you, but I'm appreciative that <sighs> people even give a shit. But yes, at the end of the day, the dynamic is lopsided because the yeah. listener knows a lot about us. But I, you know, I find myself after shows all the time, and somebody's talking about shit I said five years ago, yeah. and, the, and it feels like they know me intimately because they do because they've listened to us for hours. Because and hours. we've spoken every week yeah. for seven years but about whatever's on our mind. Yeah, yeah. And a point we made off the air: um, some people need that. There are, yeah. and you know, I won't name names, but there are comedians and podcasters that you can tell they need that attention. They need that adoration. I, I don't need that. I yeah. get, we get that on stage. Yeah, that's why I don't need it just in my everyday life. You know, most yeah. comics aren't the class clown and the the talkative guy won't shut up. I was, I was the class. Yeah, but you know what I mean. Like I used, I used to need it. That's a big thing. I, I used to think I like. I remember my buddy made a video like when we were in high school and like I'm like I'm just gonna be famous. I know I'm gonna be famous somehow. Your buddy and said that? I said or you that. said that. Oh and now I realize like if all this social media existed when I was seventeen, I would have been a fucking maniac. Of course. Of course. I am so glad like the shit if somebody just had a camcorder at a party. My asshole was out. I was playing <laughs> drums with my dick. Like I was doing everything. I'm so happy yeah. that I did not catch that era. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, yeah. I now there is like semi fame attached to both of us, and I'm like, oh, it's weird. Yeah. Oh, I just I want to do stand up, and I want it to be good for people. Mm-hmm. Plus, we ran out of monsters. Exactly. <laughs> Well, that's something this we were like this about. podcast ruined my love for these things because it's like, kind of done that for me too. Yeah, everything <laughs> we found has been like, oh, the world's full of shit. Yes. And back when we were just curious and innocent, we just our imaginations is what kept us interested. And now oh, here's more Bigfoot footage, and it's some bullshit. And you're like, God damn it, you guys are fucking ruining things I love mm-hmm. by putting falsities, yeah, falsehoods. I was falsities. Thinking, I was thinking about that the other day, like. In all honesty, there's like 
10 or 12 Boogie Monster topics I really am interested yeah. in. Everything else. And it was like one or two for me. And I never knew to, <laughs> noticed this till recently. I just, it's funny that you brought that up, but like so much of the stuff that I have researched and, and tried to get into, like a lot of it is kind of doom and gloom. Like, yeah. you know, not that we leaned heavily on the conspiracy stuff, but you know. When we started this, conspiracy theories were not the saddest things in the world. Mm hmm. Yeah. When we started this, conspir- when 2014? We started this August of 2016. We're 16. Just shy of seven years. It was 16? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're on a third president. This was the end of the... So it was back when... It was before elections got stolen mm-hmm. and COVID was fake. and mm-hmm. all, like It was before conspiracy theories went mainstream. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but it's so, back when ghosts, ghouls, and goblins were still kind of fun. Yeah, yeah, I, I love Bigfoot. I love ghosts, but so many times, you know, because I saw a Yeti who's wearing a MAGA hat. Like it's all. <laughs> well, e- even if it's not that, it's like okay, a meteorite's going to destroy us, yeah. or the government's got bunkers under the Denver airport, and the yeah. NWO's going to the New World Order's trying to kill us, and. You know, it's just it's not it's not a fun scene anymore. And I've always been interested in that, but I I didn't notice that like oh maybe that's why some I'm bummed out sometimes is because every Sunday I'm researching shit that's depressing. Really, you think did that get into you? you just a little like, bit. You just type in conspiracy and then see what. No, but like no laptop. Well, that's the other thing. You. you know, after seven years. <laughs> You know, and and we joke, and and I'll admit, like it's not like I was logging forty, fifty hours a week studying for Boogie Monster, but I, I put yeah. forth, you know, a few hours here and there. And well, like a, <laughs> let me po- posthumously say I'm sorry for shit, <laughs> shitting on these topics so That's soon. But like at some <laughs> sorry, point, man. it's like the hamster wheel of like I don't know what the fuck we should talk about this week. You know, it's like all the things I'm really interested in we've we've already covered, and um, yeah. You know, and not that that's the big thing, but just for me personally, it's just uh, it, I've allowed this to get stagnant. I've lost my uh, we both, zest we, for it. It wasn't allowed. We both yeah. and I'm started just, living more. We started living bigger lives a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm just, you, you know, know, like I said, on, on a personal level, and not to make it all about me, but, you know. Good I, tip, buddy. I know this podcast is all about us. You can make this all about you as much as you want to. There's um uh, there's so much more I want to do with stand up and I feel like I need to be untethered and, I want and free you to, to just it. go do it. You know? I want you to do it. Yeah, I'm excited. We met we're pals because of stand up. Mm-hmm. We're met because we both liked each other's stand up. Absolutely. You should be doing this, man. Yeah. Yeah. That's what you should be doing. Yeah, and I'm Big excited. Bigfoot's not going away. No, it'll always be there. Because Bigfoot might never been here. <laughs> all, all the things we loved about the show mm-hmm. they're not going away no. if anything aliens are about to land and we're going to cut this show just short mm-hmm. just shy of when like oh they're here <laughs> oh we heard you guys were like into aliens mm-hmm. but you're not like you don't know a bunch of Brazilian jiu-jitsu so we were going to contact you first before we went to Rogan <laughs> but no it, it's been uh, I want to make it clear you know that I, I don't want this to come off as negative it's been great there's zero I've, negativity. I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed people giving a crap about what we're doing. I've, Jesus, I've so enjoyed the boogers coming out to shows. Prior to Boogie Monster, no matter how good I thought I was, I mean, 
oh, I got nine people in the crowd. I'm glad I drove eight hours for this. Yeah. And it was just so refreshing once uh, the boogers started coming out. Like, oh, yeah. okay, people people are here for a reason, not on accident. So that, that felt good. And I'll be forever grateful and appreciative of that. I'm grateful for uh, when you ordered a full rack of ribs, the mm-hmm. old 97's tour bus mm-hmm. yeah. in uh, Pioneer Town. Yeah. Yeah. I still think that was that was a uh, that was the best episode. That was a lot of fun. You didn't want to record in bed with me. Mm-hmm. Now you missed that moment of intimacy. <laughs> Sorry, dude. <laughs> Sorry, dude. Not coming around again. And just to be clear, yeah. I asked Rhett. I was like, apps or entrees? No, he I, goes, go crazy. I forget. He told me to go crazy. It's like, all right, I'm getting a full rack of I, I just retold that story because <laughs> I, was, I was in Vermont and the PR guy from Ben & Jerry's was like, come to the show? Do you want a VIP tour of Ben & Jerry's? So I got to go to the, the Ben & Jerry's plant. How was that? It was great. I ate, I think, I seven or eight scoops of ice cream. What's your favorite Ben & Jerry's? Fucking none of it right now, dude. No? I ate so much of it. Fish food. I ate so I would never eat it based on the fact that I hate that band mm-hmm. so much. Yeah, I don't care about that band, but that's good ice cream. That's well, I couldn't I couldn't read the name because mm-hmm. for some reason in my head, like every time I buy a pint of fish food, they're gonna add another minute onto a fucking jam somewhere. And I will not stand for that. But we got to we got there and the guy's like, All right, well, we're early. We gotta go to the scoop store that's in the front of the factory okay. before the tour. You gotta get a sample. These are only available at the scoop store. So I got some flavor like it was like oatmeal cookie something. Mm-hmm. Oatmeal cookies and ice cream is great. Mm-hmm. It's great. You made a face, Dave. I mean, you're making a face, but you're cookie. agreeing with me on Mike. No, I know what you're saying. But you're though. making a face in person. Oatmeal cookie made me do that. But when you said with ice cream, you're right because I have had oatmeal cookie ice cream. And it's like it's, yeah. What do you think? Do you think you're just gonna give me a cookie? It's mm-hmm. the Ben and Jerry's ice cream mm-hmm. factory. Yeah. I anyway, I had all that. I had so many, but he was saying like, "Oh yeah, Rets come down here a bunch. I jam with them. I'm in a band. I play with them." Then Rhett sends me a message, "Man, you got that Ben and Jerry's treatment. How nice was that?" <laughs> but I told the guy, "I'm like, yeah. My favorite thing about Rhett is like, I know he doesn't drink or anything anymore, but we went like Boogie Monster Christmas party. We went out of the Pioneer Town. We're on the bus because he was like the the uh, Sean. I would say Sean at Ben and Jerry's was like." Now we're at the gift shop. Get a bunch of stuff. He's telling us to like get stuff. Send it to your parents. Send it from like, hey, I'm feeling weird about taking, like I'm just taking stuff. Yeah. And so I share this story about you on the tour bus. He's like, get anything you want. You're like, anything? He's like, anything. And you're like, full rack of ribs. And I looked. I'm like, no, not the rack of ribs. I asked but then he was like, absolutely yeah. get a rack of ribs. And it was just funny to watch a whole, oh, you're on, we're a guest on a bus. Mm-hmm. And you're working your way through a torso of ribs. Yeah, yeah. And you, and as was directed by mm-hmm. the singer of the band. Yeah, I just do what I'm told. I know. I just thought that was one of my mm-hmm. that trip was a one of my fun memories of the Boogie Monster. That was a good time. That was. A, that was a really I missed the learning annex. The learning annex was great. I missed going down there and being stupid in the middle of the day, sitting on and, a beanbag chair, sitting on a beanbag chair in a weird, almost finished apartment. Mm-hmm. Where my landlord, who was homeless, mm-hmm. my landlord is the one who moved into my apartment. My landlord was homeless while I lived. I paid rent to a guy who was homeless. The same guy who, while I was house sitting for you, I, I saw him outside. He goes, Kyle, man, you've gained some weight. Yeah, he did I was not like, have a lot of social cues. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I was like yeah, I'm Dave. I'm not Kyle. Oh, oh, that explains it. Yeah, he yeah. looked like if Ben Roy was... Uh, 
60 years older. Yeah. That's what he looked like. Yeah. One of those old guys that has 2% body fat. Yeah. Old, yeah. old. Vascular. Yeah. Old, wiry. Mm-hmm. Was living in a halfway house. Like, so you're moving out. I'm like, yeah, I'm not sure when. He's like, all right, well, let me know. I got to I gotta get in here. <laughs> yeah, that was back in the days when, uh, when we'd try to schedule, like, you know, you say, hey, what time do you want to come over? And I'm like, well, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm parked outside, so I'm good with mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I just park out in front. It was always weird, like, oh, I'm going to take off. I'm like, are you just going to go sit in front of my house? You're like, yeah. I'm like, you can just hang out here, man. You just... <laughs> I didn't want to impose. Yeah, but what, impose on what? I was just going to sit there, too. Like, you want to sit and watch TV with me? You just sit out there and just fart in your van? Uh, you do it in here, man. We get to, I'm, I got, we're going to watch TV. It's a great thing about living in a van. You never, you're never in a hurry to get home. No, well, it was. It did feel bad when I'm like, I know you're just out in front, man. Just hang out here. Yeah, that's, that's my problem. You always brought your own towel to shower. Yeah, yeah, that was respectful. Yeah, yeah. I still feel bad about your disposal in the rice. Well, you know what? You didn't know. Mm-hmm. That still was. Did you? Did somebody? The this is when the plumber is uh, letting out the drain that's near my carport mm-hmm. for the building, and he goes, "Did somebody put a lot of like." pasta or rice down there i'm like why well, wasn't home dave pasta or rice you're like nah no none of that no i didn't deny it did i well or maybe i didn't realize what it was but they, yeah then they opened up the drain and it was just fully swollen <laughs> fucking rice or whatever it was yeah i thought i just grind it up you know, <laughs> no, I, listen yeah. i abuse a garbage disposal a lot too mm-hmm. It was it was like I said before. It was always weird because it would always be like, oh, I just there's a whole pan of homemade meatloaf that was delicious, but then it was like fucking barbecue handprints on the inside of cabinets, like the DVD cover of a horror movie. Yeah, it's like every cabinet, the inside of it looked like a, nobody's left, and like just barbecue sauce, drippy handprints. Yeah. Get a little too that comfortable. Were, hey, we were both comfortable. Mm-hmm. That was my first place I had to myself. Yeah, yeah. I love that apartment. I think you had just moved in there when I had moved to town. 2012. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, I moved uh, March of 2012. I think you had just moved in. Yeah, I was. I was so happy with having that dungeon as my own place. Mm-hmm. I remember my first day in town. I went over to your place, and before we went into your place, you were hanging out with Emily. Uh, old friend. Oh yeah, yeah. And y'all, I invited both of y'all over, and uh, to my place. So we're just out in front of your place in my van, and you, you, I could tell you were like, "Oh, this is what you've been talking about. This is neat." But uh, yeah. at one point, I looked over at Emily, and I could just tell, like, "Oh yeah, this is probably not the best first introduction." You know. Oh, that's all right. She <laughs> she was just like, what the "She's fuck a are good. We, she's a good person." What are we doing? Who's yeah. your friend, Kyle? She's a, she's an act. She was my ex at the point, but we're we're cool. Yeah. She's we're still cool. That's good. That's good. But yeah. We've been <laughs> through it, man. We've been through some times. Yeah. Got lost in the Redwood Forest about a year ago. I was trying to think was that that turned into a twelve mile hike? It was uh yeah. It's supposed to be three, it turned into twelve. I was trying I was trying to figure how long that hike took. Yeah. I think uh time wise, I think we were about nine or ten hours. Yeah, I feel like it was, and we yeah we yeah yeah that was crazy. We did that. We I got the whole last twenty five minutes of my new special is the 
basically what was more or less your bachelor party. Yeah, yeah. Camping trip. Which people don't realize that, and like, okay, so the way I said it, I made it look like I was alone. Mm Mm-hmm. Getting the van out. Well, but you might as well, Ben, because I but, was of no help. But well, well, what? There was no help to be had. There was only one shovel, and but I was what, cooking ribs. <clears throat> yeah, you were like playing sleep, or what were you playing? What doom? Sleep. Probably sleep. And you were just had a wall of firewood that you brought just to make ribs, mm-hmm. and now you're just making them for yourself. Yeah, and you were just staring at the desert, playing great. sleep, great. throwing logs on a fire. And I was just impotently digging holes around this van that wasn't mm-hmm. going to go anywhere. Yeah. It was a music video mm-hmm. for two dudes that knew they were going to die, and I was scared to death, and you were welcoming it. Mm-hmm. You were like, before I die, let me eat this rack of ribs. Hell yeah, man. So many of our memories, our shared memories, are around ribs. Yeah, or some sort of food. Yeah. When I... Flat dropped an apple pie because I was ready to scrap with the, what did you call him, the yogurt ogre? Oh, man, I was ready for that, dude. Bellingham. Why can't Bellingham get their comedy shit together? I want to go ride bikes in your city. Would you guys get your heads out of your asses in regards to comedy Mm -hmm. and be a decent audience so I can come back and visit? You're going to fight that, dude? Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen you rock up on somebody, though. Yeah, the I'd street had, justice days. I'd had enough of him. I was ready to go. That guy sucked. Yeah, but are you, are you calming down in your street justice days? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I'm you a married told, man. You told now. me out there you filed a complaint. Oh no, I just had an issue with uh, who? Uh, uh, fucking. You uh, just said your statement as we were like pre like pre gaming for this. You're like yeah. outsmarted an idiot. Yeah, I and I'm like, all right, well, who's did what? Yeah, this? yeah, it's not really. An How close were these playing fields? Two nights in a row, this moving truck. <laughs> It's parked right out here. Yeah. At like ten o'clock at night, and it's just idling for like an hour. Okay. Just loud as fuck, just idling. So I'm thinking, well, you know, maybe it's a new neighbor moving. Not in moving something. truck. Yeah, a not moving truck. And uh, after about an hour, it, he finally shut it down. Well, the next night he's back there, and now he's idling, but now he's blasting his stereo. Okay. So there's the one truck is producing two different sources of noise. And you would think that when someone's being, and this is 10 o'clock at night, and this is a quiet neighborhood. This is 10 o'clock at night now. This is 10 o'clock at night. People got to work. I got kids. I'm poor another day. Um, but you would think, like, I'm just always amazed. I just, I have a very low tolerance for loud people. Like, if you're making a lot of noise, there's a good chance you're not very smart. I just feel like you were just playing dub reggae in well, this yeah. apartment. Yeah, but I'm, you know, I'm, still, I'm still considerate of my neighbors. I didn't have it cranked to eleven. But like for like, so the next night he's out there and he's idling for like twenty thirty minutes and like diesel engine, just fucking noisy. Big moving truck, you're saying? Big moving truck, and now he's blasting terrible hip hop. Mm-hmm. And you would think when someone's doing something that obnoxious and, and, and obnoxious and brazen, you're like, well, this is probably this is probably a swinging dick motherfucker. Like this this guy's yeah. probably you know it's probably a bully type or, or you know surely this guy. I walk down there, it's like a 16 year old Mexican kid, Latino kid. Of course, that's who thinks that, that they don't know that like 90 other pounds. people hear music. And I just go, uh, hey man. And well, this is a uh, I've I've tried I've tried to adjust my confrontational techniques. 
Uh, I learned that in Long Beach when every night there was just somebody screaming. Yeah, Dave, let's not, have you have you, you know, mellowed in the I, I have years yeah. of the. I think I have. So, and here's an example. Instead of going down there and calling him a fuck face or whatever, I was just like, "Hey, man, how's it going?" And he goes, "Huh." And I go, uh, I go, hey, man, uh, I'm not trying to be a dick, uh, but you're making a lot of noise out here. And I live right there and I work from home. I'm trying to plan. I'm doing some work. I'm trying to plan my schedule tonight. How much longer are you going to be out here making two different types of noise? Because I want to work around your schedule. Oh, so you came in hot, though. Uh Yeah. I mean, I was sarcastic, but I was like, no, and I said something like, uh, if you need to do this, that's fine. I just want to know how much longer you're going to be so I can plan around your schedule. And he was like, huh? Like he didn't understand what I was asking. Yeah, well, you came in thick. And I was like, dude, you're making a lot of noise. I was like, well, what can we do to get you to kind of do Oh, I'm sorry. I was just charging my phone. He would crank the fucking diesel truck for 30 minutes to charge his phone. So, yeah, and I, I confused him. Because I wasn't well, you came overtly in, you came in thick with... Uh, I'd be like, hey, man, it's pretty late. You're yeah. pretty loud. Yeah, but I, I was trying to, you know, I was being sarcastic. Like, I want to work around your schedule. How much yeah. longer are you going to be? And he didn't understand that. Yeah, not... Yeah. Sarcasm. Yeah. <clears throat> sarcasm is not existent in a lot of languages. Mm-hmm. My cousin lives in, um, I think, Singapore. Has hmm. a Singaporean wife, but her daughter speaks english and singaporean okay singapore i god forbid i'm no fucking idea. some up either way sarcasm doesn't exist in all cultures mm-hmm. and so the thing is like he know he can joke around with the daughter mm-hmm. but then the the woman he's with like will not understand like oh let's get this food tonight like oh yeah i can't wait to eat that again yeah that doesn't translate like why would you say that if you don't want to eat that food again yeah What's sarcastic? Makes what no do you sense. mean? You're saying something that you mean the opposite of? Mm-hmm. Why would you ever do that? It doesn't exist in some languages. Yeah. But in my example, I knew I was being sarcastic, but he was probably taking me literal, and I'm just I asking. I don't know about in the Latino just, culture. He must just think I'm the nicest guy, because I'm like, no, I j- you can do this. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm just trying to figure out how much longer you're going to be. That's, That's what all. I'm saying. Yeah, you can't just like <laughs> roll in with sarcasm when it's a whole other uh, guy, you know. Oh. But yeah, I'm just, I, I have no, as I get older, I just have no tolerance for noisy people. Just shut the fuck up. Yeah, we're all being old. You know, says the guy screaming into a microphone. In an apartment. Yeah. And we're going to play some more dub after That's this. That's true. By man. the way. Mm-hmm. I like that you got these heavy beat reggae albums. Yeah, man. I've been really getting into some dance hall and some dub. What do you want to, what do you want to do the most? Like, what's the thing? I, I, I only ask this because I know the answer. I want to learn how to surf. Mm-hmm. And I think there's no age limit on that. No, I don't think so. What the hell was that? That's a crazy noise. I want to learn to surf. Do you have something in your life? Not that it relates to like, oh, finally the boogie monster's over. Mm-hmm. I can learn how to surf. Like it, It's not like we've been held back from the world. <laughs> um, yeah, I want to travel more. Um, I still want to do some crazy camping trips, by the way. Not necessarily for comedy. Yeah. You know, I want to travel with comedy. That's That's one of the perks of comedy. But uh, yeah, I want I want to go, I want to travel abroad and not have to worry about doing a tour or anything. I just want to I want to go to Spain and eat. Oh, we're just I, you know, Katie was asking about my sister and like where mm-hmm. she's she's in Italy. Yeah, her friend was like, "Yep, we're gonna go to Italy." Okay, go. It's takes so much less effort than you realize. Mm-hmm. 
especially if your native language is English, mm-hmm. you're gonna find a way. You you will find somebody that speaks your native language, hmm. for the most part. If you're going to Europe or Asia, you're gonna find somebody that's gonna say it, mm-hmm. and it. T- it's so intimidating, the idea of international travel is so intimidating. Mm-hmm. But once you do it a couple times, you're like, it may as well be the same as like, oh, I'm going to Florida. Really? But, Have you gotten that way with it as much as you've traveled abroad now? <clears throat> yeah, I'm not bugged out by it so much. Well, recently you spent two and a half weeks in Australia and I couldn't get any stories out of you. Nothing happened down there. <laughs> I went to Australia. I, I did shows. Australia is basically like, oh, what if America was doing all the stuff you wanted America to do? Really? Oh, the infra. Look at this. Oh, this bridge that's old has been retrofitted. Like the infrastructure is put in place. Advertising isn't plastered on everything because they realize that kind of contaminates your view of the world. There's healthcare. People's demeanor. Granted, they have like a cost of living crisis, like everywhere, and rents obnoxious. And I don't know the super details of the complaints of living in Australia, but it's just as far as a visitor walking around, I did Brisbane, Sydney, and Melbourne. There's not just posts coming up out of the ground to hold up billboards. Really, that's cool. To realize how obscene that idea is. Mm-hmm. Here's just a giant metal post yeah. to hold up an ad. Yeah. Or there's no uh, ads for pharmaceuticals on television. Hmm. Like, you realize how weird that is? Yeah. You, I mean, you don't till you leave like, oh, here's a commercial during a TV show that's saying, do you have depression? Have you been prescribed this other pill for depression? Well, that pill's bad. Here's a pill that counteracts this pill. For a thing that you might only think you have because mm-hmm. a commercial told you it. It's like, oh, it's pretty fucked around here right now. Yeah. Now, it's not I mean, it's not a third world country, mm-hmm. but as far as going to other first world countries, it's pretty fucked. Mm-hmm. It's not good. And uh, yeah, so there's no wild stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, all that happened was I, I had to... Uh, watch Lil D get euthanized over Zoom. <laughs> that that, that oh, part sucked you didn't real bad. Tell me that part. Yeah, you didn't tell me. You we we wait. haven't recorded. Yeah, like it was. Oh. I was I was leaving. Uh, I was I was in Portland. Rachel was in L.A. And the weekend I was about to go, I'm like, I don't think she's gonna make it because we were gonna get a cat sitter for mm-hmm. the little overlap time. So Rachel cut her sh- her trip short in L.A. to come back. And then it was like up and down. Like I almost canceled the whole thing. I was going to be in Australia for three weeks. I almost canceled it. And it was up and down. It was like good days and bad days with Rachel being home with the cat. And then it was just bad day after bad day after bad day. And it was one of those like, all right, this is what's what's worse. Like, and the vet put it the best way. He's like, I'd rather be a day too soon than a week too late. Yeah. Or a, rather a week too soon than a day too late. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Than knowing that the, that, Suffering. that the cat died in a horrible way yeah. versus here's some medicine that's going to make you go to sleep. Yep. And then here's some medicine that's going to take care of the rest of it. Mm. And I, I, I watched it oh, man. on Zoom which is so, and it's so, like I make jokes about it. like I'm gonna make jokes. We're all gonna make. I know it's sad. Yeah, 
I can't wall on it being sad. Yeah. But the funny parts are like, can you move the computer a little bit? I can't really. This isn't a good angle for watching the cat die. So can you like tilt the computer? All that kind of shit. It's it was horrible. And Rachel had to deal with it on her own. I, that's not what I wanted for her. Yeah. How do they, is it a shot? How do they do that? Yeah, it was one shot was the like shot. the medicine to make her sleepy, and the next one was kind of finish everything. And Rachel got to hold the cat, and it is weird too because it basically was like eleven in the morning for me. Yeah, and then I still had to like do these shows. Yeah, and uh, so yeah, so there wasn't a lot of like. I absolutely love going to Australia. This mm-hmm. is my fourth or fifth time doing that festival, but that blanketed everything Mm -hmm. and it was weird like okay this we sat here we your father passed away Mm -hmm. in the course of us making this show and i didn't go to you like i'm like i'm gonna give you your space and Mm -hmm. you tell me when you're ready and you seem like a pretty bundled up guy with emotions and everything and i'm not Mm -hmm. like that cat died and i was fucking ruin for oh, i'll yeah. still i'll still get <clears throat> no i get it i could still get real broken up about it. i'm gonna be a mess when well and I, i'm not this way around human beings dying mm-hmm. and i was uh and i look back and i think i hand i mishandled uh you know I, I we did the live show and i was like trying to make jokes about your dad being dead thing like i'll do the edgy thing where it's like here's like dead dad jokes or I don't something even remember that I don't remember it either. I mm-hmm. think it just came up and after fact where I'm reading things where I'm like, oh, Kyle was pretty mean to Dave during that. I'm like, oh, I thought I was just, I was we're, doing the thing. Comics. Well, well, yeah, we're comics. Com- and that, I know you're but my that's buddy. Not, that's not an excuse. No, but I don't take, I've never been offended by any joke you've thrown my way because you're my friend and I know where what your intentions are and I know your heart is good. Now, some guy I don't know very well or don't like very well, yeah. Shut your fucking mouth. Yeah, you know I but, can call my mom a bitch. You can't call yeah, my mom. Yeah, no, I no. But you've it was never, still you've never been out of line with that. But it was still. I think I was trying to be a comedian before I was trying to be a friend. Mm-hmm. So sorry for that. It's all right, buddy. Uh, here's a little tidbit I'll throw out. Just speaking of my dad and my family and whatnot. Uh, my mom. I told you this, but uh, this will be the last, or for a while, the last little family story uh-huh. I, I relay. My mom was supposed to be here today, right now. Yeah. Uh, we were actually going to take this week off because my mom was going to be in town for a whole week. Mm. Uh, a week before she was supposed to leave, uh, and just for some context, uh, you know, I, I haven't talked about this much, or it's definitely been a while, but uh, my mom's in a wheelchair. She's paraplegic, fell off the back of a motorcycle, and she's 21. Been in a wheelchair ever since and my mm-hmm. entire life. So she has no feeling below the waist, like her legs, feet, and there's questions there that i never want to ask uh but wow you know <laughs> no people have asked me that well how does she have? i don't know i don't know and i don't care shut up um an easy birth but uh she has no feeling in her legs or her feet or, and i remember when i was a kid uh, this happened more than once she'd be just you know at, at home in the morning or whatever she'd have her shoes off and she'd be rolling around in the wheelchair and one time her foot mm-hmm. was just gushing blood and i was like mom what and she looked down she goes oh yeah. i must have cut myself she can't feel it anyway a week before she was supposed to head out here She's sleeping in her bed, and I guess her legs kind of slid off the side of the bed and propped up against a uh, space heater. And her foot, damn it. her foot was up against a space heater for like 
I don't know how long, long enough to char her pinky toe and the next toe in and uh, like like charred it. And uh, they thought they were going to have to amputate. And we just found to found out today that they're not going to have to amputate her toes. But uh, there's a barbecue runs in the family joke <laughs> that I am. I was about to say avoiding, but then I didn't because of the way I said it. I am sorry, Dave. Yeah. I am sorry for yeah. who I am around you. That's all right, buddy. I'm glad, but she's she she's did not have better. to. Yeah, they didn't have to amputate. And I was even trying to make jokes to her. I was like, oh, it's not like you need those toes anyway. You're in a wheelchair, but still. Just how did she? How did she feel about it? Being like, well, 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 look at that. Yeah, I mean, she's discouraged just because um, the thing with uh, paraplegics or quadriplegics or anybody you know who's in a wheelchair oh. like that just uh, it creates so many other health issues. Uh, okay, she's had thirty three surgeries oh, since that happened. Eight in the last five years. Really? Like just every six months, there's something you know, a wrist, a ankle, a circulate bed sores. Just well, is your body still is your body still pumping blood to all those extremities? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the and trying to pump it back up. But part of that is like walking around and being like mm-hmm. fully functional. That's what moves moves the blood up and down. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. So she said she just had her thirty third surgery. She's been put under thirty, and that's what scares me at this point. Just the anesthesia being, okay, being yeah. put under that much, even if the surgery itself is fairly low mm-hmm. risk. Uh, I think that's how Joan Rivers died. I think she went in for cosmetic surgery, and while she was under anesthesia, something happened. But I uh, that's how Kanye's mom died. Yeah, I think it. I think it's it. It happened. So that's what you know. Anesthesia is wild. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, anyway, just random story there. Like my, as if she hasn't been through enough. She almost lost her two small toes on her right foot but uh yeah so she was supposed to come out here yeah we've been planning this for months we got her a room literally a block away it's gonna you know she's never been to la she flew in to la for the wedding yeah and then we drove immediately to palm springs so she didn't really experience anything in la but yeah we're excited to do that but uh yeah so anyway at least her toes didn't get amputated (laughs) well we're gonna get out here soon enough yeah yeah yeah, that'll be fun. Sure, all that all that LA has to offer, which is I don't know what it is. <laughs> oh, it'll definitely be a culture shock. I get you in the Magic Castle. Yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah. Let me know. I still haven't. Yeah, it's your member now, right? We. Well, this is one of these things where Rachel's like, "Well, if we like let it lapse and then try to rejoin, it'll be this much more money." I'm like, "It's this much money now to be a member." Of a magic country club. <laughs> I was about to say, is it in like a, a country city club? we don't live in? Do you have to be accepted? Not just anybody that can pay. I mean, do you have theoretically, to go on theoretically. And then I got country club attitude because then we go there and I'm like, these motherfuckers are on guest passes and they're not respecting the magic. <laughs> I got real, I got real uppity. I got real Judge Smales. Oh man. About these tourists coming and not respecting the magic. Because I go get wasted over there, mm-hmm. but I'm still going to watch magic and be delighted by it. Yeah. Yeah. You guys haven't been. I have, we haven't been. I'd love to go. What the fuck? I know. Mm-hmm. Katie would love it. She loves that kind of stuff. How are you? You can squeeze in that wedding suit for a night? <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to be sensitive no. about how I'm asking this. I might have to get a new one. I might get a new one, yeah. I'm sorry. And I missed your wedding. That's all right, buddy. Speaking of surgeries. Got the old lappy yappy going. It that was. was. Weird I, timing. I had to go, I had to run my speech past James Fritz a couple times. <laughs> oh, Fritz. 
Yeah, he uh, he read that off. That was that was real sweet. That was a nice speech, by the way. I hope it was weird. Like you're writing stuff that you think is funny in word form, but like oh, somebody's <laughs> gonna read this out loud to people. I don't yeah. know if these jokes are gonna translate through somebody else's voice. No, you got laughs. I know how I know how I want to deliver these jokes, mm-hmm. but now I'm leaving it up to a third yeah. party. Yeah, but Fritz is a comic. He's got he's got comedic chops. It's yeah, not like, he's, not like he's just some schmo. Yeah, but we funny. may we've had it out for each yeah. occasion. <laughs> nah, all, all good, all good, all good vibes. Yep. All good vibes. Yep. You can't fit in that wedding suit. I mean, it's gonna be tight, you know. Maybe I just. Uh, I'm saying for a night of magic, though. Yeah. Maybe the magic is you sucking your gut for a little while. <laughs> maybe your magic is you make that wasteland disappear a couple something. inches. <laughs> maybe that's ta-da. Y'all want to see this belt disappear? <laughs> ta-da! Don't give me any carbonated beverages. He's got Dunlop disease. My grandfather used to say, he see a guy with a big old belly. He's got a Dunlop disease. I was like, what? His belly Dunlopped over his britches. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Dunlop's a real name. Yeah. That's a that's a that's not even like a what's a dick for kind of thing. Like Dunlop's real terminology. <laughs> oh man. Good times, buddy. No, it's oh. it's it's been good, man. And and like I said, you know, it's I'd much rather in this way than, you know, some some negative way. You know, there's there's no falling. There's, out. No, there's no negatives, we're man. Gonna, we're we gonna just... remain buds. And yeah, the door's open. You know, who knows what we might do in the future. There might be some random one offs. There might be some live shows popping up here and there. What if we, you just, we just turn in like, well, you're going to see Grateful Dead, but John Mayer's in the band. Yeah. Maybe that's it. It's a boogie monster. Yeah. But John Mayer's <laughs> half of it. Remember that guy that wrote college fuck anthems for a while? Your body's a now wonderland. He, now, he's in the, now he's in the Grateful Dead. Yeah. Yeah. He's a fuck. He shreds on guitar. Yeah, he does. Yeah. That's the thing. I, I, I remember like... I want to run through the halls of my high. Remember that, like, there was that, like, it was like 2000. And it was like right before Ryan Adams got everybody excited about Americana. Mm-hmm. It was probably the era that your beloved uh, drive by truckers were kind of coming up. And there was like this yeah. overlap of like moving into real music. And it was John Mayer and it was mm-hmm. the other dude that had a tune. And. Jack Johnson. Yeah, I like. Some, I'm all right. I'm all right with it. Yeah. Can we hit pause so I could piss and sure, we can talk shit about Jack Johnson? Roll it, dude. Roll it. He's listen. You've been to Hawaii. Yeah. Do you realize that once you go, to, do you realize that once you go to Hawaii, all this music makes sense? Like that once you're a, yeah I get that uh, once you're a Howley Beach dipshit mm-hmm. you're like yeah <laughs> all right man I am not this is what this is what at some point a guy would put on thinking he was gonna get laid mm-hmm. this is what I listen to knowing that sex is not a possibility at all <laughs> like I'm gonna listen to this alone. Yeah, so, man, it's not good, but it serves a purpose, dude. I could, I see why people who don't really care about music, I could see how people are like, yeah, "This is good. This is fine. Put this on." I'm not picking this out over other things, mm-hmm. but it's just got a vibe. It's pleasant. Yeah. You need mellow shit in your life, mm-hmm. Dave. Mm-hmm. 
Everything can't be spicy no, or I this know. or some sort of detailed flavor. <laughs> Sometimes you want a French fry with nothing on it, dog. And that's where my man Jack Johnson rolls in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want the memory of a vacation I never took. Mm-hmm. Okay. I want the idea of a beach in my head. Mm-hmm. Not the actual beach where a fucking seagull ate my snacks and I almost stepped on a needle and everything sucks. But the ideal version of like a beach, like a, a beach that's in the commercial for a prescription drug because we're in America. That's Jack Johnson's going to have, he's got some fun, easygoing tunes. Mm-hmm. It's you went to vacation while you live in LA. Mm-hmm. You know the moments where you're like, oh, music isn't the most important part of the equation right now. Mm-hmm. This is just a song that was in the background while I had a great time around a bonfire. Yeah. Yeah, I totally get that. I get that. Or maybe I'm just old and I like some dog shit these days. Nah, there's nothing wrong with that. I've been recently I've been accused of being pretentious. With my music taste and stuff, so well, yeah. who, who who a stranger accused? Yeah, that? yeah, trolls. Also, a guy got mad recently. Uh, I had a troll send me all kind of nasty messages. Oh, uh, because of some of the controversial things we said politically or socially. Oh, okay, no, okay. He was mad because I I said I used to be a decent athlete. You know, you fat piece of shit. When's the last time you ever hit a baseball? Really? It's like, yeah. hey, asshole. I was a good athlete when I was in high school. Did you respond? Uh, I did. Oh, just, Dave. just no. no and I, Dave, I know your policy. No, no but all, I, I totally understand that. But you know, guess what? Sometimes, sometimes people are going to respond to your fucking dipshittery. You know, go fuck yourself. I tell this guy yeah. to go fuck off. Like that. I was like, that's what you're mad about, dude. You need yeah. to fucking talk to somebody. That's what you're mad about because I said but I used to be a decent athlete. But that guy's sitting in his tiny life right now going, he responded. I did, me. and guess what? You're fucking chode. Yeah. Suck but my that, dick, that, you fucking loser. The, so the words don't matter. The fact, the fact that they got you to respond. That's fine. That's fine. I don't care. And I told also, him. I, I also invited him to stop by a show and let's talk about it in person sometime. All right, Dave. So, Dave you know, all right, Dave. Let's, uh, as a parting, no. we're, we're, as we part mm-hmm. indefinitely, mm-hmm. Let's not welcome no. interactions like that. No, I do though. But that fucking guy, but come that say guy, it to my face. Because that guy does, this this is the equivalent of like it doesn't that guy will still win if you kick his ass. Mm-hmm. Cause he'll video it and be like, Man, Dave Stone, famous mm-hmm. comedian, still feel the need to kick my ass. That's the thing. He'll, I'm not gonna kick his he'll ass. He'll still win. I'm not gonna kick his ass. I'm not that guy anymore. But why would you what 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 do you what's the result you think is Because I know for a fucking fact that piece of shit won't look me in the eye and have the same fucking tone. But what if he does? Then we'll fucking figure it out when that what happens. What if he's hundred and twenty pounds of asshole and it's in your face at a show? What do you do? We'll we'll figure it out. Well, no no, no forget forget mm-hmm. about figure it out. Mm-hmm. 120-pound dude that knows he's going to lose a fight mm-hmm. to you, but his buddy's videotaping it. Mm-hmm. But no, he's going to fight you. Well, I mean... What I'm, do you do? I mean, I'm, I'm not going to instigate. I'm not going to engage. No, no, no. He's going he's gonna to do all of it. Mm-hmm. He's going to swing on you. Well, if he swings on me, then it's game on. I'll defend okay. myself. But what I'm saying... Mm-hmm. You will never look like the hero in this. No, that's fine. But, but my that, point you'll is, never look like the hero in responding to these trolls. No, I know that. But sometimes I want to have some fun too. Hey, fuckface, 
Dave, you want to fucking throw some shit at me? I'm Let's fucking that, talk I'm about. Sorry it. that I feel. I still Let's feel like about. I need to prep you for oh, the no. world. No, I understand. I don't want you. I don't want you get, catching charges. Dog. No, no, and I'm not that guy anymore. I'm not going to catch any charges. My point is, guess what, fuckface? Sometimes people read this shit, and you're going to yeah. have to fucking uh, be held accountable for it. Let's talk about it. They won't be though. What's up? A troll will never be held accountable. Mm-hmm. That's why they're a troll. Yeah. It's because they'll never be held accountable. Yeah, that's true. You can't, Dave. Mm-hmm. Trim the fat. Mm-hmm. Think of think of a meal. Think of a meal. Think of a nice piece of meat. where trimming the fat. I like. We'll the just fat, make. The, I like the fat. Yeah, that's why I realized mm-hmm. this whole thing. Was yeah, I don't like it when flat. it's too lean. It dries what's out. What's 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 a what's an item? What's a food item? <laughs> Where's it? Like for me, it's broccolini. Mm-hmm. Why did broccoli get a fucking Italian director name, and then it's a bunch of other dog shit stuck to broccoli? You don't like broccolini. Broccolini is a absolute. Marketing waste of time. What is it? It's long broccoli. But it, it comes from the same source? I don't know. It's a fucking waste of time. <laughs> oh, it come, there's a, It was on menus for a minute, mm-hmm. and then it disappeared. Mm-hmm. It was, oh, you're going to get broccolini. And everybody for a minute was like, ooh, broccolini. It mm-hmm. sounds like a thing I know. And then you get it. Broccoli's good from the neck up. That's mm-hmm. what you like about broccoli. The bunchy little buds. And a little bit of stem. This was all fucking stem. I don't mind it if it's long uh, charred stock. A, a stalk char- of broccoli. Get a little char on that. Throw oh, it on the grill. Out of here. No, yeah. absolutely not. You're wrong. Everybody's wrong. <laughs> That's why broccolini isn't on menus anymore. Because hmm. people quick re- quickly realize, like, oh, it's the shitty part of broccoli. Mm-hmm. You know what I like is broccoli. But you gave me celery with a broccoli Halloween mask on one end of it. Hmm. Fuck that noise. Yeah. This is not worth an upcharge. Well. I don't know how I got there. We've all got our saying. struggles. We've all got our struggles, Scott. No. I understand. If anybody takes anything from this possibly last episode of mm-hmm. Boogie Monster, mm-hmm. fuck broccolini. <laughs> fuck broccolini. Bafangul broccolini. <laughs> I'll say it in the language you want to hear it in. What's around the corner for Kyle Kinane? What's God, your plan, we, dude? We what's talk, your deal? Are we talking about life now? We're going to talk what's, about what, what we're going to do with our futures what, in our life? What's your fucking deal, dude? What are you doing? What do you want? I don't, Who is Kyle? Honestly, that's been wearing on me a little bit. Really? Because have you thought about who? who's really do, who's 60 years old and doing comedy that's still... Banging. Well, you did Marin today. Yeah, Marin. Mm-hmm. Maybe a gaff again. Mm-hmm. Maybe an Attell. Regan's getting up there probably. Regan. But how many are still... People make purchases in their 30s mm-hmm. that they still have to pay for in their 60s. Mortgage. That's been the mm-hmm. idea. Like, oh, yeah, that's been the biggest thing about, like, yeah, buy a house. Mm-hmm. Well, I can pay the monthly on a house now. Mm-hmm. Can I pay it in 20 years? Mm. I always so, thought that was crazy. Um, like all the the hoops you got to jump through to get a mortgage. But like, you don't know what my financial situation is going to be five years from now, 10 years from now. I got to yeah. reapply 10 years from now. Well, that's why banks uh, mm-hmm. banks don't lose. Banks yeah. are a casino. Mm-hmm. But I started kind of thinking about that. Like, mm-hmm. what if I like? I love I love comedy. Mm-hmm. 
But I also love it in a way that I don't want to ruin it yeah, for money. Absolutely. I get that. And what happens if it turns to a time where like oh, the only thing I can do is go on the road and do shows for with diminishing returns? Mm-hmm. I'm an old man. Comedy audiences kind of stay in the same age range. Mm-hmm. So I've had to start thinking about like, God forbid I live past 60. <laughs> What? But like, what do you do? Like these other, you know, people that work for a company and you pay into your pension. I'm doing that now. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm doing the right things financially, like paying into a pension. And, mm-hmm. but what if I just don't want to do comedy at the rate that I'm doing it? Of course. Well, I think that's fine. I think that's why you're working hard now. But I don't have the plan. Like, what am I gonna do? Enjoy yourself. Enjoy your. But time. how? But how? I'm All not the- making. Go surfing. I'm not making mega bucks. You're making. Honestly, enough. I think that is. I think it is going to be. You're you're fine. I think maybe a Central American kind of cabin. Yeah, jungle cabin. Well, and we were talking about this off the air. That's part of you know why we're talking about this right now. Like as much as I've enjoyed doing this, I I'm not living up to my potential as a comic. And I want to go yeah. balls to the wall. Sixty is just a nice round arbitrary number. Yeah. I'm about to turn forty six. I want to go balls the When's wall. When's your birthday, Dave? August 3rd. Okay, yeah, I'll okay. be 46. But yeah, I want to just put my foot on the gas for another 14 years, churn out. In 14 years, I'd like to have another four or five specials. Yeah. You know, every two or three years, I'd like to put out a new special. And then just, uh, I, I, I'm looking forward to retiring, just kicking it. Either doing a traditional retirement somewhere or I love, I love you looking forward to retiring. Yeah. Seeing what you're up well, to. Well, I, I seriously, it's something I've wanted to do. Uh What'd you do today? The plan is uh Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going I'm to start a record store and just fucking kick it. Yeah. I want to be a merchant. I want to be a part of a little community. Okay. I want to be a shopkeeper. I want to be a merchant. I want to own a okay. record store. That's what I want to do. At yeah. 60. Yeah. That that's the plan. Put out four or five more specials in the next fourteen, fifteen years. Retire, open a record store, work a few this, days a week, hire someone to take care of the rest, and just I want kick it, Dave. I want you going to permanent records mm-hmm. on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. For those that don't know, L.A. is a permanent records, a record store slash venue. Yeah, they do hot tub. They do another stand up show. I think tonight was it. Mm-hmm. You need to be go kick. You need. They got a little bar in there. Yeah, it seems. Primo, as far as like, it's a record store, but mm-hmm. also come see a comedy show or a band. Also, have a drink, sit at yeah. the bar. I see that, and I'm like, I don't know about the finances of it, but mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, that's what I want to do. I, I used to, it was food truck or restaurant, and I still have that passion, but I'm also realistic, like, because I've done some of that. That's hard work. Uh, maybe this hard. record store has a couple snacks attached yeah, yeah, to it's, it. It's hard work. But yeah, or maybe you lease store. out the parking lot with a mm-hmm. little permanent food truck out right. there. Well, have I told you this? And this is, I'm being dead serious. The plan... All right, I'll just go ahead and talk about my, my daydream retirement plans. Talk about it, man. Katie owns some real estate now. Mm-hmm. She She's she's in real estate. Uh, what she's I'd really like baroness. to do... You know what I really want to do? I want to recreate the meltdown model instead of comic books. I want a record store in the front, comedy venue in the back, maybe uh-huh. podcast studios up front, but also in the, in the parking lot. And I, th- I don't know if we've talked about this. I really, really want to do this. 
And for lack of a better term, I'll just call it homeless barbecue. I want to cook barbecue for people really who need some food. Okay. Unhoused barbecue. I want to and just I want to cook food without the pressure of having to turn a profit. You know, make it a charity I mean, thing. They're called soup kitchens. Soup already. kitchens. I want a barbecue kitchen. All right. Yeah. Well, I think they serve more than just soup at the mm. soup kitchen. Because I know this is like Buddy, why you can go talk to a soup kitchen and be like, mm-hmm. I want to add this other element. Yeah. I wanna I wanna also help cook here. Mm-hmm. No, but my point is mm-hmm. we're gonna own the building. Mm-hmm. In the back, maybe we do a comedy venue. In the front, I got my record store, and in the parking lot on the weekends or whatever, we're doing we're giving out free barbecue. That's my retirement plan. That's what I want to do. I like this. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm just gonna go balls to the wall for another 14 years. Put out a few more specials, tour my ass off, get better at stand up. You know, I've been doing it 16 years, but I still, yeah. I, I truly feel like I've barely scratched the surface. Not that like I'm l- loaded with all this potential, but I just, I know I could do more. I know I still got some gas in my tank. Well, it's, you see what's popular, like what's broadcast stand up, whether it's streaming services or what you know. Does not favor the old, mm-hmm. but that's the beauty of stand up. Is that I did so I did Marin's show today. Mm-hmm. How'd that like, go? It was great. I, I mean, I know him, so mm-hmm. I just k- kicked it with him for a while. We just shot the shit, and all of a sudden it was over. And you know, he's, he's still a stand up. It's weird, like, oh, we're at your cool giant house, and you're but you're still in your garage and your studio. It's like, yes, yeah, Jay Maskus gave me this guitar. So-and-so gave me this guitar. He's got all these guitars hanging around. But then you still talk to him like, yeah, you're just a comic. Yeah. But uh, he talked. Uh, ah, fuck. I lost my train of thought. It was something about. Ah, I fucking blew it, man. <laughs> but it was a very uh, roots-based sentiment mm-hmm. about him. Like still doing show like. Just like just going to do the show, like no, I still got to do these shows. I still got to win over these weirdos that came out. Well, he's an inspiration. We're talking yeah. about getting older and doing comedy. I mean, if he's fifty nine, at forty six, I clam up when I go do some of these alt shows. In the average age is twenty four. No, okay, that's what I'm I like, want to talk about. The fact that he's able to relate to younger audiences. He was saying he was saying like people like Tom Dreesen who was a comic in the 70s, mm-hmm. are still going up at the store, and he's like, the audiences are reacting, because it's like, oh, you're still expressing the same things we're feeling, the same fears about the world, mm-hmm. that 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 he's still relevant. Yeah. It's still, regardless of age... And the references might be different yeah, No, no, it, it's not even reference. It's still, regardless of age, you're still consuming what we're like in this time right now, mm-hmm. and it's scary and crazy. So that's what Marin was saying. Like guys like Tom Dreesen, who are in their seventies, are still going to the store, and an audience of twenty-eight year olds. First off, a guy like he, like as he was saying, like Tom Dreesen is still writing bits. Mm-hmm. Still has never lost the skill set yeah. to write a quick joke about a current event. Yeah, set up punchline, knows how. He did. They they haven't lost it. Mm-hmm. He's, so according to Marin, the audiences are still all about it, mm-hmm. and you're still watching these. Even if this guy's in his seventies, he still has the same concerns about the world as somebody that's twenty five right now. Mm-hmm. So that's what he was celebrating: is like 
it was still great to see these old heads roll out and still not only do they still have their mindset and have chops but also the things they're talking about are still relevant yeah to somebody coming to a show mm-hmm. so maybe just because what's popular on uh tiktok or this or that doesn't mean that there's not a a 59 year old dude who's saying something's just as relevant mm-hmm. i get obsessed with because my feed will give me Whichever comic said the hot thing in the minute. Mm-hmm. But that's only the feed. That's on your phone. Yeah. That's not real life. Yeah, <clears throat> That's not, you know, like we're in Burlington, Vermont. We're like, all right, Burlington has the comedy club in Vermont. And we're just going to buy tickets because we live in Burlington. And this is just a thing to do every weekend is go just see a comedy show. Mm-hmm. It's affordable. Let's just go see a comedy show, regardless of who it might be. Mm-hmm. And so you get every type of person there. Yeah. And so as a comic, instead of being like, well, I'm going to go up in an alt show in L.A. and I'm not going to win them over, you also know that you make a living going to places like Burlington, Vermont, Mm -hmm. where people, it's college students, it's snowboarders, it's weirdos that live in the woods Mm -hmm. that come down after making their own whiskey and still just want to be weird old hippies at the comedy show and laugh at whatever. That audience is far more valuable Great, you got 4 million views on a TikTok. Mm-hmm. Did that translate into ticket sales? Yeah. Or just 4 million people watched 30 seconds of your face and said, oh, that's okay. And even if it did translate into ticket sales, did it translate into a great show? I always think about that. Let's do an, yeah, yeah, let's yep, do an exit yep. poll on some of these shows with these young, hot flavor of the weeks. Like, good for him and yeah. all his TikTok success. How was the hour? Yeah. Did did you leave satisfied? Yeah, the podcast personality, but mm-hmm. but again, stand up's not important. Mm-hmm. If your all your money comes from podcasting and mm-hmm. sponsors, a bad stand up show doesn't dent you as much as it dents us. Mm-hmm. For us, a bad stand up show that dictates my mood for the week. Yeah, but will they come back? Like you talked about, like I yeah, I need them to come mm-hmm. podcast. I I that's a th- okay. That's a boogie monster problem. Mm-hmm. Why are people listening to us every week if we're just two dudes? Bitching about surface level issues. That was kind of a thing yeah. we were having. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We're just two dudes that are fine. Mm-hmm. Angry somebody didn't use a turn signal. <laughs> I'm like, we don't need to use bandwidth for this. <laughs> Let's go out and live our lives. We, we're, 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 we're fine. Yeah. We're fine. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you, what do we have to be angry about? No, nothing really. I'm I'm so fortunate. What do we have to get spicy? I'm I'm, I'm very lucky. Things are good. I can't I'm mad. I ran out of ice in this drink. Yeah, we'll and go that's get why you I have to more. make ag- aggro. Pause. I'm gonna get ice. Shaba, You know what? I I mean, I don't know if we can have like a finale without a little reggae squatch. David. Oh. I mean, I think reggae squatch only shows up if Sex Girls Colonel Sanders (laughs) is part of the mix. I almost forgot about that. How's How's my drink full? All I did was put ice in it, and it's all tequila. Ho, hang, ba-dang, ho-tong, brr-up-up, 
This is starting to get racist. That's pretty good. Yeah, man. <laughs> you got so many loose candles out in the rest of your apartment with a cat that's just laying in front of them. I'm worried about this place. Yeah, he'll learn. Do you have renter's insurance? Will you learn? Do you have yeah. renter's insurance? Yeah, man. We're insured up. Ah. Uh, Oh, I forgot about speaking of insurance. I burned my father-in-law's cabin to the ground. Buddy, you're telling people that now. Jeez. You did a lot more than I did. Yeah. Not like did, like not intentionally, mm-hmm. but you a lot more life happened to you. Yeah. <clears throat> over the course of this show than it happened to me. Yeah. Like I didn't not like not much has changed for me. Mm-hmm. But you a lot you did a lot. Yeah, a lot has changed. For the better, yeah, yeah. I don't. I do not miss the van days, boy. That sucked. That so, well, let's talk about that. You that van got totaled yeah. in a drunk driving act. The the uh, the uh, person that hit you, but you were the old James Austin Johnson. I saw him in New York. He had to leave early because he has a kid, and he's also on Saturday Night Live now. Yeah, how about that? How great is he doing? He showed up mm-hmm. in Barry last night. I watched a new episode of Barry. And, Don't uh, spoil Barry I for won't be, me. I won't spoil anything, but uh, his voice shows up. Uh, oh, no, he got killed early in an episode of Barry. No, you're thinking Shit. of Better Call Saul. Oh, he got But yet, James is oh, in the okay, new that's Barry. Right, that's right, yeah, that's right. Um, uh, Barry's listening to a religious podcast, and James is the podcast. Oh, it's his voice? Yeah, it's his voice. And, okay. I, and I didn't know for sure. I was like, Katie and I were watching. I'm like, that sounds like James. And she's like, I don't know. And then sure enough, at the end, he was in the credits. Yeah, I saw him, and he just did a bit, and he's like, I have to go, because I have a baby, and I'm also on a Saturday Night Live. Talk about, uh, you know, a lot of times, off air and on air, we Mm. complain about, you know, it's human nature for comics, especially comics in Los Angeles or New York, to... You know, behind closed doors, complain about people who get stuff. To that be maybe, jealous. Maybe I think not, it's called jealousy. Yeah, jealousy. But man, talk about somebody who deserves it. James is so yeah, funny. Yeah, we're all happy so for James. I love it when that works out. When someone who's like, yes, he needs to be doing that. That old cat, like, uh, Sarah, Sarah Squirm She's and all. He's so like, funny. oh, you got some maniacs on there. Yeah. Okay, good for you guys. Yeah. Yeah, James was with me when we totaled the van. Yeah. Got hit head on, 60 miles an hour. Uh, drunk driver, 19-year-old drunk driver with no license. Uh, just crest in a hill. I didn't even see him coming. My first reaction was like, what the fuck is this idiot doing? Bam! Like, he didn't even have time to, to move. Do you tilt the van? Slip the, the van? I, I turned left, and he just fucking nailed uh, James' side, the, the passenger side. All right, so you sacrificed James. Yeah, I didn't. Oh. Yeah, I did. It wasn't intentional. It was just no, my instinct. No, you but, never know uh, what your brain's doing. But that was an awful night because <laughs> I may have kept this a secret while it was happening, but uh, when we started Boogie Monster, I was mm-hmm. um, living with Ryan Singer. Yeah, I lived in his apartment for about a year, um, and after that, I moved back into the van for about another year. Mm-hmm. And it was during that period I was living in the van, but I was on tour. Uh, I took James with me. We're doing like a southeastern tour, and it was in Athens, Georgia, when that happened. Right after a show, it was the same night. It was the same night uh, next to my venue, Patterson Hood was eating dinner with his wife out on the sidewalk cafe, and I was walking back to my van to go get merch, and I saw Patterson. Yeah. I was like, oh, man, that's Patterson. And I never met him at this point. Or I met him briefly years ago when I opened for Patton Oswalt. Yeah. Um, anyway, when I was walking back, I was like, should I or shouldn't I? 
anyway, I was just like, hey, man, sorry to bother you. Big fan. I heard you like comedy. I just I just put out hogwash. I was like, uh, I want yeah. you to have this if you like it, you know, whatever. Enjoy it. And he was, he goes, Dave Stone, I know who the fuck you are. That's the biggest compliment <laughs> I've ever gotten. Uh, but, yeah, it was that night. And, you know, that was right before the show. So after the show, we're driving back to our hotel. Boom. Just total yeah. demand. But my point is, uh, sitting on the side of the road, waiting for the tow truck and everything, I was just like, oh, I'm technically homeless now. Like, that was where I lived, and now it's <laughs> fucking total. That was a weird night of, like... Because I used to joke about it, and and still, yeah. you know, just to, for context, like, that was a self-induced hardship. It was a thing I tried to do. Like, yeah, hey, let me try this van life and save on rent. But, like, uh, in that moment, I was like, fuck. I'm fucking homeless now. And that was, like, the third day of, like, a three-week tour. Didn't miss a show. Yeah. Next, next day, we rented a van, finished the tour, and uh, at the end of the tour, I... Uh, I bought the minivan, the Toyota Sienna. The Sienna. And lived in that for Sienna didn't have months. the same romance as the OG. Oh, man, that sucked. Living in a that minivan. The OG Econoline. Yeah, the Econoline was fucking, fucking luxury cruiser compared to that minivan. Well, was it early? I was playing Atlanta and you were like sawing a mattress in half. Yeah. Oh, were you there? <laughs> no, I wasn't. We were, we were all at like Homegrown or Fox Brothers or something like well, I know Dave's getting ready to move. Where is he? Well, he cut his hand open, sawing through a spring in a mattress. So, like, you couldn't come out because you, yeah. bl- you bloodied yourself. Yeah, I cut myself real bad. You yeah. bloodied yourself cutting through a mattress. Yeah, because anyway, I... And I think, I think Jared Harris was still... He's like, I kept telling him, man, you got to get something tall enough to stand in. Yeah, the spring. You don't realize how much standing upright is part of your self-belief yeah. and your self-worth. But he went and got the fucking Econo line. Mm-hmm. So he's doomed. I'm like, yeah. all right, man. I don't know. You guys, you Atlanta folk have a whole different idea about how things should go. Yeah. Redneck ingenuity. I mean, I guess. Fucking give it a shot, dude. But yeah, I was saw my mattress because uh, I wanted it to be width-wise across the wheel wells. Yeah. I didn't want to go north-south. I wanted it to be east-west. But I think the- You didn't uh, think it was just about turning the mattress? What do you mean? So it wasn't in there long ways? No, it it could have been long ways, but I what, wanted it. Was it a twin mattress? Was it was a twin, have? but my point is uh, the width of the van was like 70 inches, yeah. and, and the uh, mattress was 75 inches long. Okay. So I was like, if I want to go width-wise, if I want to go east-west with this, i got to cut five inches off. So that's what I did. But you could have just turned the mattress. But then I'd be north-south. How, how, how wide is a mattress? A how twin? Wi- yeah, I don't know. But no, if I turned it, then I'd just be north south, and I didn't want to do that because for space. Nobody's, t- nobody's telling you which way you got to lay on a mattress. But you're saying to turn the mattress, make it go north south. Yeah, but then lay on it the way you want to lay on. No, it. that's stupid. That's not gonna work. Yeah, my idea is stupid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you should definitely try and cut it in half. Dude, the, the logical fuck. reason way you is just love, to cut you it. You definitely take a lumber saw. Mm-hmm. And then to a, put a, a metal <laughs> spring-loaded fabric. Yeah. And then I put a trash bag around the wound and duct taped it, and boom, there I go. God, that's good. It's good to go. You guys, everything that happened to you in the Civil War, you just apply to every other part of your life. Four years of living in a van, I never did get around to installing the vent. You're supposed to have a, a vent in the roof, you know, for airflow. I mean, yeah, you'd want it. I was just getting brain. Some, some people would want it. Four years of me getting brain damage from inhaling carpet fibers and toenail dust. Yeah, some yeah, man, you you could have cracked a window. Mm. Well, I did that. What do you? Is there any party like right now? You're doing great. Mm-hmm. 
like do you romanticize that era? Is no. Things you like. I mean, it served its purpose, you know. Yeah. It served its purpose, but uh, no. I, I thought it was the coolest. It. I mean, yeah. Only yeah. because I had also just moved into my first apartment that mm-hmm. I just had to myself. So I was just like, man, you're just living the van, you're just doing it. But I mean, that, the freedom uh, was nice. That was nice. But then you just show up at my place and be yeah. like, I didn't sleep all night. I had to chase a bunch of guys off with a machete. I only did that twice. And I'm like, hey, that doesn't sound cool. Yeah. Twice I had to pop out with my machete. Well, what? The good old days. What do you truly hope happens in the next five years? Because that's a more immediate answer. With me personally? Yeah. Just in general, man. I don't know. I this think... is a weird. It's it's weird. Like, I think, like we're. Mm-hmm. It's not the last, mm-hmm. but it might be. It might be, but you know who knows. I mean, on a personal level, in the next five years, I'd like to be living inside of a, a freestanding house. That's that's Katie and I's goal: get into a house. I haven't yeah. lived in a house. Well, I rented a room my last spot in Atlanta, but I haven't lived in a house with nobody but myself or my girlfriend in twenty years. Let me tell you, buddy. Yeah, it's something. I bet. I'm the, so jealous. The silence is hard to deal with. Mm-hmm. Because if you hear a noise in the walls, it's a neighbor. Now when you're alone and you hear some sound, it's like, oh, it's clearly an intruder. Yeah. Have but you it, ever had to uh have you ever had to put the safety off and go no, clear a house? No, no. You know? No, you didn't have no. to slice the pie. Ever tell you about slicing the pie? That's just a technique. It's all about geometry. My guns are in a safe in a different room from me. Hmm. I used to have it in a drawer by the bed. It just meant I would just like look, handle the gun more often. Mm-hmm. Like, this isn't safe. Yeah. <laughs> Especially. <laughs> Does this thing still twirl the way it should? Let me, let me make sure this thing is weighted enough to twirl on my finger. Like, yeah. Well, fucking put it in the safe. Yeah, you shouldn't twirl. No, out of sight, out of mind. Yeah, and don't we, aim uh, We're in a very, yeah, no, we're in a very safe area. Mm-hmm. But five years, all right, getting out, getting out of the city, you think? Uh, I don't know. That's, that's, I don't know. I mean, to afford a house, I'd have to go yeah. a little, at least Deep Valley or something. But you know? but comedy-wise, you're telling everybody about mm-hmm. the cabin thing. You're telling mm-hmm. everybody about the cop shit. You should, that's, this, that's great. Mm-hmm. I love that you're telling people the cop shit. I owe that to you. You're the one well, that said, well, well, what, what, what are you doing? Why are you, I, you don't know it to me. You, what, why not? Well, because... You've lived a far more interesting life than the average individual. People don't like a good cop. I'm technically a fuck dirty what cop. People, I almost went to prison. Fuck what people like. Yeah. But comedy's winning over the audience, being like Comedy is scumbags. And the average comedian is a piece of shit. <laughs> the average dude is like, well, I hung out in a bar and kind of was aggressive with ladies. Mm-hmm. But also, here's jokes. Yeah. That guy sucks. Mm-hmm. You lived a life. You lived a life that, and now you have a, a comedy filter to process that life. Because and you go to how many comedians are just they just been comedians. Mm-hmm. Well, I used to work at. Uh, I used to work at uh, you know the. What name have any fucking bullshit store that you see on the road? I used to work at Jimmy John's, but then I made YouTube clips. 
and TikTok, <laughs> and now I'm a famous stand-up comedian. There's no life experience to that individual. Mm-hmm. So now they're going to sit here and, and, and use this, the, the platform of stand-up to tell people how they think the world should work when they never lived in the world. Yeah. That's my biggest problem with comedians is like, let me tell you my opinions about politics or how this thing. You don't know shit. You never lived. Yeah. You never lived as one of these people. You have done that. You have an incredibly unique perspective, having not only just lived in a blue-collar job, but a blue-collar job that people hate, or it's a blue-collar job that people love. And you could sit there and go, all right, everybody's culminated opinions about what I've done. I've actually done it. Mm-hmm. So let me tear down both sides. Yeah. Oh, you hate cops? Well, let me tell you it's like being a cop. Oh, you love cops? Let me tell you what it's like being a cop. That is such a unique perspective. Mm -hmm. And you're not just a comic because you were a cop that was funny. Yeah. You're a comic that happened to have just had a job being a police officer for a while. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think you're going to abuse it to like appeal to one side or another. No, I'm definitely not. You've told to me stories about like, oh yeah, there's a reason we need cops. Of course, yeah, yeah, we hate them. My fly's been undone. You this okay? whole Speech. Yeah, I really, I'm starting. I was about to tell you about mm-hmm. how I know all the answers, and yeah. my fly's been down the whole time. <laughs> Which I only realized because I was kind of fingering the end of it. Like, oh, it's it's down. All right, you fix, fix one of my favorite Seinfeld scenes is. Kramer's uh, started a fake business mm-hmm. and he got a college intern to come work for him. Yeah. And he had to go meet with the dean about this and he's telling about his business and, and she just goes, you'll flies down. Yeah. <laughs> it happens, man. I think I did a cameo today uh, with a big old boogie in my nose. I mean, that just adds the value of your mm-hmm. cameo. I guess, maybe. But let's not lose the lead here. Yeah. You've lived a real life. Yeah. And in a time in this day and age, you were so worried like people don't like cops. Yeah, they don't. So mm-hmm. tell them why you were a cop and mm-hmm. how it was bad. But also, maybe you don't have to shit on cops because you were a cop. Like this mm-hmm. is why I was a cop. Yeah, it's very few comedians have lived an actual life, mm-hmm. and that's my offense is when they tell you how an actual life should go yeah. without ever with no experience. Yeah. You've only been famous since you were 22. Mm-hmm. Shut the fuck up about how the regular world should be. Yeah. You are not that. You lived an actual life. Far more than somebody who just took a basic bitch job. You were a cop. And yeah. you had crazy experiences. Well, that's the next that shaped hour. Your, that shaped your expectations of humanity, of the police, of everything. Yeah. That's the challenge for the next hours. I need to. I'm going to try to tell how it ended. You know, that mm. was. Oh boy, that was a good time. <laughs> but fucking, then you know what? What if it's not stand up? What if it's a one person show? What mm. if it's the most unique? One? It's not like oh well. My parents were both lesbians, and I'm bipolar, and here's the same one-person show Edinburgh everybody gets all the time. Mm-hmm. Here's my mental illnesses. I'm a broken person. Mm-hmm. Here's how I cope. What if it's I'm not broken at all, also as a cop, also I had to pick up a head in a bag, and here's how I'm still regular. Yeah. So I think that angle is spectacular. 
that would blow all this other shit out of the water. Like, do I want to hear how a fucking nerd didn't cope? Or do I want to hear about how a guy is still somehow in Edinburgh at this theater festival? He's like, yeah, I, uh, I got shot at and stabbed and this. And also I did this. Also, it's still pretty funny the whole time. Mm-hmm. That's a far, that's a much bigger draw. Yeah. Then, oh, I got divorced. Fucking everybody does. Get bent. Rap lyrics are weird. Yeah. I'm trans. Great. Are you funny? No? Then just write an article. Mm -hmm. Don't do stand-up. That goes for anything. You went through a big life change. That's great. Is it funny? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, it's not? Then you're a one-person show, and it's called theater. Mm -hmm. And there's a whole other area for that. Yeah. Don't present it as comedy. Yeah. But, Dave, you have it. You have have a fucking wild life story. Well, in in all honesty, I think part of the reason, too, I mean, the obvious reason, like I said, is... You know, I didn't want. That's. I'm not proud of people get awards because their dad didn't hug them. Yeah, but I also, I, I truly, I blocked so much of that out. Yeah, that just, I literally just compartmentalized it. Just blocked so much of it. Has there any? Has there been anything lately that's come out? You're like, oh, I forgot about that. I mean, there's just so much. Like, it's four and a half years of, you know, five nights a week. I mean, just. People would use that credit to be like, that's why I'm a professional comedian. Four and a half years of five nights a week. I can't believe I'm not headlining. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Like, it's mainly just awfulness. Like, yeah. it's just, it's not a lot of, that's the uh, other thing too, is yeah. just the challenge. Well, but also don't, don't like, don't just pimp out your human experience for comedy. Mm-hmm. That's a big thing too. Like, if you don't feel good about it, mm-hmm. don't try to feel good about it just because it might serve. Like, it's our right to process things mm-hmm. so you can feel better as a human being. Yeah, I don't think that's, I ever that's really... a totally okay thing too. Yeah, I don't think I ever really processed it. I I think I literally just kind of. I'm good at just compartmentalizing things and let's put that in that file and not open it for 20 years. Yeah. You know, because it was just, there was very little positivity out of that whole experience. I mean, I'll tell you this. I think I told this story. One of the things that sticks out as far as like, oh, did you do anything good as a cop? I saved a Cocker Spaniel from a burning car one time. That made me feel good. Yeah. Yeah. I saved a, uh, I did CPR on a two-year-old little boy who survived. That was second yeah. from the dog. Uh, no, <laughs> no. I just now kind of thought of that because I've. Well, this is. <laughs> I'm not a therapist, but this is where we get to like, oh, the dog things first, the little yeah. kid second. So no children in your future. I helped Understood. Deliver, I helped deliver a baby one time. Yuck. Like. Gross. When you realize help, when you realize you're just there, like you're just anybody could have been in the end zone. The pass was going to be made. 3113 confirming EMTs en route. Can we get an ETA on EMT? I need a little help here. What was the code for like, oh, f- f- eggs in the basket? What did you say? 
<laughs> what do you mean eggs in the basket? Well, like, what's the code for like the baby came out, but yeah. they should still be on their way? Yeah, I don't think there is a code for that. The baby came out. You I know. mean, maybe the EMTs have a code for that. Moz sticks in the fryer. Just go on stand-up terms. Oh, God. Ugh. Wings in the grease, but still. This, you, these stories are still all, you already have the filter of a stand-up. These stories are happening to every EMT and every cop every time. Mm-hmm. But you have the filter of a stand-up to deliver those stories in a way that's funny. You can all the, I'm sure every one of those stories is a bit. Yeah. I'm out here, I'm fucking trying to generate the fucking Apple store was weird today. <laughs> you helped deliver a baby mm-hmm. and you're not a doctor. Yeah. That has something to it. Mm. I'll come up with a bit based off of you telling me it right now. Because that's how desperate I am for new material. Because I don't do anything with my life anymore. But also, God forbid you humanize the police. Mm -hmm. In this era of like ACAB and everything. Like, Well, but... It is the you don't call the fire department first for things. Mm-hmm. You call nine one one. Yeah, and nine one one calls the police. Yeah. No one's happy to see the cops there. Everybody's happy to see the firemen. Yeah. Oh, the firemen's here. Oh man, just well, so much bullshit. There's no black fires. What do you mean? Like a fire is a fire. Mm-hmm. Fire department shows up to put on a oh, fire. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's no social or racial component to a fire. Yeah, no, we have to put this Let's fire Let's just put out. that shit out. Mm-hmm. But so you have you have this wealth of life experience. Mm-hmm. And, and, but again, processing it for stand-up, like that's, that's just capitalism. Mm-hmm. You should process it for yourself first mm-hmm. and decide whether or not you want to share that with people. This is, this is the fuck thing about stand-up is stand-ups are trying to process all their interactions for a reward Mm -hmm. versus are you okay? Yeah, it's a great point. Like, what about you? Are you okay as a person? Mm -hmm. Stand-ups, no, they're not. Yeah, most of us not. Yeah, and so I'm a little fucked. Like, even with little d dying i'm like I'm, I'm already writing the jokes down because i'm like well i'm sad but this is funny and i'm gonna mm-hmm. process this later like what if you just processed it just so you're okay yeah yeah not everything i mean eventually you know maybe everything could turn into a but bit so, but, it, but you have to write the note because yeah. of eventually mm-hmm. yeah i have to remember why i think this is funny in this very sick moment because mm-hmm. in six months from now i might want to write this joke yeah yeah. Who knows? Am I getting too heavy? Am I getting deep? I'm I'm really milking this last possibly last episode. <laughs> because I want I I don't know. You have you've lived more life than me, man. And so you so by that you have more to share with people. Mm-hmm. You have more experiences. I feel your life experience is more valuable to an audience because you can show people different side. Let me smack this lamp mm-hmm. harder. You can show people more sides to what the world is really like. Mm-hmm. 
social media com- comedians can be like, hey, cab, everything sucks. You are an actual fucking cop. Yeah. That outside of like busting people mm-hmm. had to help deliver a baby. Mm-hmm. And so, it, oh, all cops are bastards. Well, I had to deliver a baby once mm-hmm. because I'm a cop and that's the first thing people call. Yeah. You can actually put more texture to people's very flat arguments. Yeah. Well, yeah. With the, what you're will, with, if you're willing to do that. Yeah. And yeah. I think that that's important, man. The, I think what you have to offer is far more important than what I have to offer for stand up. Well, I don't know about that, but yeah, but you're gonna do it as a joke. Mm-hmm. Well, but just because it's a joke, just because it's a funny thing, it doesn't negate the fact. Like, well, I. Took a job as a cop because I needed a job, but mm-hmm. then I also helped deliver a baby. Mm-hmm. Unless somebody fucking their water broke at your, you know, at your Jersey Mike's. Have you helped deliver a baby? Has anybody thought to like, let's call Uber Eats because I'm about to deliver a baby? No, they call the police. They call the first thing, the first like, help us for everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just thinking of all these. Yeah, tell- you did. You lived a lot of life, man. They tell you about the cum rag story. I'll tell you about well, that that's shit. A change in pace. We caught a guy. Uh, for some reason, there was a Target store. I really uh, feel like you're avoiding. Cop Park telling you you should be cop emotionally park. involved. And like, you ever tell you about this cum rag story? Well, I don't think this is gonna have the emotional component I was trying to tell. I was so fucking pissed at this guy. For some reason, there was a particular Target store, Cobb Parkway at Windy Hill Road in Marietta, Georgia, where in the summer, when the ladies would start wearing less clothing, uh, about once a week, we'd catch some motherfucker sitting in his car, jacking off, just staring at ladies coming and going out of the Target. And we caught this one dude, and uh, we arrested him, because I don't don't know if it was that charge, but he had a warrant. Anyway, he was in his car, jacking off. We arrested them. Anytime you uh, arrest somebody and they're, they're driving a car, you tow the car, you got to impound it, you got to do an inventory, make sure everything's in the car. That way they don't say, hey, I had a suitcase full of a million dollars, now it's mm-hmm. gone. So I'm inventorying this car and I grab this t shirt and move it out of the way. This fucking goo, just fucking goo all over this t shirt. I was so fucking pissed. You weren't wearing gloves? No, didn't. So you, you, Ugh. Confiscated a car from a guy that you knew was just beating off in it, but it was the back seat. And then you just grab rags in there. I was just moving Man, this t-shirt I'm out. I'm not of trying way. to victim blame, yeah, but yeah. I think this is on you, dude. I drove lights and sirens I, to the I, fire department to I, decontaminate. I'm me. trying to lead you into a place where these stories about being a police officer it could be altruistic, and you help deliver a baby, and you're still going to fucking jizz rag town. That's the maddest I've ever been. Dave, yeah, Dave, you got to be more celebratory. Mm-hmm. Celebratory you, about that time? You no, you helped deliver a baby. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's a cooler story. Yeah, it was that was a grocer story, believe it or not, though. Yeah, no, it's the result. It's it's what happens if there's not a cum rag, mm-hmm. but there's a lady. <laughs> so really, it was full circle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I never looked at it that way. You watched a baby come out of a lady. I was I averted my gaze. Yours, yours hands, but checking. 
You were ready to, you were ready to scoop it from the center, but you were looking at who was ready out in the. I'm just trying to make a football analogy. So you didn't look at when a baby was coming out of a woman, but you would aim. Dave, you've done more in this world than 99% of people. I don't know about that. Just by being a cop. (laughs) Just by being a cop. All right, let's say 90%. Yeah. This is what's exciting about Sam. Like, (laughs) you know how to tell a story. Mm -hmm. The whole fucking tag, I'm not going to blow the bit. I saw that it was on the special, but I also know the bit already. Mm-hmm. Oh, the Grady story? Yeah. Yeah. That's a true story. You know yeah, but you know how to tell that story. Yeah. That's just a story. Yeah. You could tell all these other things in that story. Yeah. Yeah, but some of them there's most of them, I don't know where the humor lies. That's the fun part about sucking at stand up. Mm-hmm. Going out and eating shit and realizing like, well, I told this version of it. It wasn't good. Most of my interesting stories involve dead bodies, and people don't want to hear about that. Interesting and funny aren't the same thing. Mm -hmm. You could tell a boring story that's funny. You could tell an interesting story that sucks as Mm stand-up. Now, you're a pro. Fucking thread thread the needle, dude. Yeah. I'll figure it out. Man, what are we going to do with our life? I don't know, dude. What we, are, are we, we probably wrap it up. Where are we? Uh, hour 43. I don't give a shit, man. This is the last episode. Fuck them. <laughs> well, it's been a hell of an experience, buddy. And what do you want? <laughs> Put the string too strong. Yeah. Um, I'll get sappy, buddy. It's been a hell of an experience and a hell of a privilege getting to work with you. Uh, I tell other people Dave. this, you know, when I meet them out on the road, but uh, I try to suppress around... You're probably my favorite stand-up, and get that's a, a that's a weird position to be in. Get out of town, dude. You're you're a special talent, and it's been fun doing this with you, and it's been fun watching your progression. But why are we even doing this? It's because instantly we're like, oh, we're gonna be friends. <laughs> that was in Atlanta. Yeah, that was just in Atlanta of like, all right, I'm I'm out in the road, happy to meet characters. First day we ever met. I almost got us into a wreck. I smashed my passenger side mirror. Yeah, because you were your dri- you're, you're driving somebody's grandmother's Lexus <laughs> in a narrow passageway through Atlanta, Georgia. Just smashed a passenger's mirror, and you were shape. But it was like it was an immediate like, <laughs> oh man, we're gonna talk about this crazy shit. And that's what it turned into. So that was probably 2009, 2010. Yeah, I think it was right when the. And then you your got to LA in out. 2012. Mm-hmm. And then it was a couple of years, like I, I guess, before we started the pub. But we were just yeah, four years. It would just be shows, and then us talking about the bullshit we like, mm-hmm. goofball stuff. Back when that stuff was silly and fun, and not mm-hmm. making people vote for specific candidates. Who did we? We didn't make anybody. We didn't influence anybody's vote. No, but then like the idea of conspiracy theories mm-hmm. became mainstream, and then people were like, "Oh, QAnon's real." I'm like. No, 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 no. We're all just being silly. Yeah. We just talk about this over like Chinese food at three a.m. Yeah. We're not. We're not going public in the daylight about this. <laughs> and then we've just been doing it, man. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a ride, buddy. 
It's been a good time. I'll say this again, <sighs> listeners. Could not be more appreciative of people. I it it's still I think it baffles I, both I, of us. Frankly, that, I don't know why anybody's listening to this. Uh, yeah, if you're still listening. There were some high points where, like, if you were tuning in, uh-huh. that was pretty funny. Oh, yeah. There was some. But for the most part, <laughs> you really had to stay in the pocket. <laughs> I think the hardest I ever laughed on the show was the Valentine's Day thing and the sexy, sexy fuck fuck. I thought I was going to throw up. I think I laughed the hardest when I told you to not do the, uh, I don't think accent's correct, but the dialogue of a. Uh, Perhaps mentally challenged individual, you're like, I'm absolutely not going to do it. And then within 30 seconds, you started telling a story and you do the the dialect of somebody with Down syndrome. And I was like, what the fuck, man? Yeah. And I, I wasn't like, that wasn't a joke. No, no, like- there was no ill, there was no ill will. <laughs> it was just that you diverted to it so quickly. Where I was like, whatever you do, just don't do this. Yeah. It's kind of viewed as... Mm-hmm. Poor taste. Yeah, and I knew and that. And you weren't doing it as poor taste. You were uh-huh. just doing it as a natural, like, and then the story. Yeah. Now the now let me do the lines of this individual. I'm like, mm-hmm. fuck. And then you just stru- went straight up, duh. I'm like, ah. All right, man. That's not, like, this is what I talked to you about before we start recording. Yeah. And during the recording. But you, uh, yeah. nobody's going to get mad at you for leaning on authenticity. <laughs> Because yeah. I know you you weren't doing it from a mean place. Yeah, no. That's just what he sounded from, like. like when I'm I was telling doing, a story. Yeah, I'm doing like, a radio show. Yeah, when I'm telling a story, this is what the guy sounded like. But then I immediately remembered, like, well, yeah. I can't be honest with how he sounded like because that's mean. Yeah. What? You, I'm a slow learner man, I, wa- I know, Dave, like we discussed earlier, like this will be the bouncing off point for you to do more stand-up because mm-hmm. you thought maybe you were getting a little too comfortable. Mm-hmm. And these, these, that's these are all good things. I want all the listeners to know these are all good things. Yeah. No, I'm excited about the next chapter. And I did. I yeah, I felt bad because I felt we were like calling each other and like it felt kind of obligated. Mm-hmm. And then we were sitting there shooting the shit and like ah, uh, but we're both very self aware mm-hmm. about like how much of ourselves is out in the world. Yeah. We're not. I don't want to make these hard-sided opinions Mm -hmm. just to rile up a listener base because i also don't i think i think all the listeners are like of a pretty moderate decent place yeah and i go i go to the reddit you don't mm -hmm. go to the reddit Mm -hmm. i go to the reddit i lurk i don't post but i read all that shit Mm -hmm. and it's always been good vibes out there and that that i mean that that that's like the only barometer Mm -hmm. And I know we're not like a massive podcast, but mm-hmm. everybody's just been nice. Yeah, and I like that. I'm it's proud been of that. good. It's been good people out mm-hmm. there. So if anything, leaving this, knowing that whatever fan base we cultivated from it has been good vibes, mm-hmm. and has been like old old school punk days. Like if you saw somebody with a boogie monster T shirt, you'd be more excited to be like you oh man you mm-hmm. like the boogie monster me too that's the old band shirt vibe days as opposed to like well i like this band but they got a toxic fan base yeah. i don't want to run into another one of them yeah i hope it's the what's the opposite of toxic pure clarified yeah i would hope that it means 
helpful. Yeah, you're a positive. boogie monster. You're you're, you're a booger, for mm-hmm. lack of a better term. Mm-hmm. And uh, it just meant you could like here's a jumping off point for a friendship you mm-hmm. have. Yeah, that's what I hope. Yeah, I don't think I've met uh, a fan of the podcast after the show that was just a douche. You know, I've never have. No, they're always. I'm always happy. You to may have been them. drunk, mm-hmm. but so have I. Yeah. But nobody's been a shithead. Yeah. And yeah, I've, a- I've really enjoyed that part of it. Like, like we we're talking about earlier, it's it's a lopsided relationship because we rarely get to meet the listeners. But when I do, it's it's always enjoyable. And we're not party boys too, mm-hmm. so we're not cultivating this. Yeah. And then we all went to the bar, and they got drunk, and yeah. everybody. I think it's a good, you know, if you're a fucking weirdo and you just hung out with us every week. Thanks. Yeah. And do we get emotional now? What do we do now? I don't like know. I'm like I don't know, man. I want to get like a little sad. <laughs> but like I said earlier, uh, the boogie monster might be on a, you know, ambiguous hiatus but uh individually we're not kyle's still around I'll there's be no around. this is not ending out of any kind of yeah. animosity exactly it's just like let's kind of let's not phone it in anymore exactly and i i'm i'll admit i've totally phoned it in as also also have i you know? and you've come in with topics i've shit on them right away <laughs> i don't know how much research you put in i've always assumed it's been the least but has there has there been any shows where you're like oh i did a lot of research on this and then i was like fuck this yeah really yes god damn it man why didn't you say that why didn't you tell me like no f- shut the fuck up i actually have a lot of stuff why why now will you why you don't think you could have been comfortable telling me this i mean i probably did you know <laughs> i still shut up <laughs> No, I'll admit, like, oh, no, man. I I never, you know, worked 40 hours a week wor- working on one episode. But, yeah, you know, especially earlier, uh, you know, there were times where I logged a lot of hours trying to figure out this shit and figure out how to how to articulate it and make it interesting. And you know, why didn't you just tell me, go, hey, Kyle, go fuck yourself? Because <laughs> that's the dynamic. That's the thing from the get-go. But I'm the, the dynamic would have been like if you just stepped up and said, shut the fuck up, I actually did a lot of effort, I would have been like, oh, oh shit, all right. <laughs> I think because regardless of how much work I did do, it it never appeared that I did. You know, I never mastered any of these, uh, you know, grasped any of these topics. There's a lot of verbatim reading. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I was never great at book reports. So that's the irony, too. Like, I've never... No, I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. I've never enjoyed, like... Can you... Is there anything in particular where, like, I'm, I'm, I'm like... <laughs> I'm like cocked and loaded for this, and I shit on it. No, no, nothing that comes to all mind. All right, well, I'm I'm sorry, but yeah, that's all right. That's all right. But that, that's that's part of the dynamic. That's been part of the fun. Like, all right, I'll I'll have some half baked, yeah. half researched topic, and then let's uh, see how quick Kyle can shit on it. You know, it's uh, it sucked. <laughs> it, but I'm, I'll say, man, it sucked living in a different city. It was mm-hmm. fun when I was like, mm-hmm. all right, you'd come over. Like face to face was a whole different thing. That's the thing too. Even over the phone, there's so many challenges that people may not even realize. Just talking over each other. Right now, I can yeah. tell when you're about to talk, and vice versa. But on the phone, I can't tell when you've got a point to make. You know? Yeah, it's a, it's, it's really hard. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like, we're not going to close the door. You know, if something happens, 
down the road and we're living in the same city and we got some time and we're we're into it. Yeah, we'll come Boogie back. Boogie Monster will year. exist as a concept yeah. within our and your hearts. Mm-hmm. And the episodes, I don't know how all this works, but the episodes, they'll be there. They'll stay up, you know, figure out where to put yeah. those. But uh, that's some behind-the-scenes discussion. I'm a little, like, but, uh, a little sad right now. Yeah, but we're not going away. We're still I know, be but friends. it's still all right to be sad, yeah, right? Absolutely, buddy. I'm getting so. drunk in your cool apartment <laughs> in your record room. <laughs> oh, man. Like, I'll be, it's okay to be sad about things mm-hmm. that even though you know there's a, like a logical conclusion. Mm-hmm. It's still cool, man. Yeah. No, it's uh I've had a blast. It's been we did, great. We did live shows that people showed up to. Yeah. Oh man, that's the one thing I do feel probably my low <laughs> my lowest point on the show. The LA live show. Oh man. I don't know what the fuck happened. I don't know how you got drunk I got faster than I did. So drunk so fast. You just held a bottle of monkey's shoulder and said, whatever, dude. I can hold my liquor pretty good. Not that night. Holy shit. That's the drunkest I've been in public in a while, much less on mic. Well, in New York at the Bell House, I think I just made fun of you for your dad dying. So, I <laughs> Oh, think... was that the show that you did that? Yeah, it was it was pretty bad. I, don't I was, I was, uh, I was like, thought I was being edgy, and it turns out I was just being a real shitty friend. So, sorry, man. Dude, again. I know your intent. intent we know each other's intent. intent, but that's the thing. With okay, hence the podcast. We know each other's jokes about ourselves, but when a stranger thinks that they know the inside jokes mm-hmm. between two people, we're we're in tune. We forget that this is being broadcast, even though we know we send a recording out. Like mm-hmm. here you go, I bring it. And then somebody else can come in and be like, hey, yeah, yeah, fucking this guy, you're that guy, and your moms are both this. Like, shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. I want to cut you through on the parking lot. Wait a minute. I said this w- with an affability in a podcast. Mm-hmm. And uh, we both decided we don't feel comfortable with that happening. <laughs> but, man. No, but it's good. You know, everything ends like... You know, you don't want to... We swung for the batter's mound. A show, a TV show you like, you know? I mean, it might have four, five, or six great seasons, but there's definitely plenty of shows that just went on way too long. They should have cut it off a year too early, you know? And uh, I think that's what we're doing, you know? I I mean, (sighs) I'm being honest. I'm being open. I definitely phoned it in. I've definitely lost some of my zest for it. And it has nothing to do with you. It has nothing to do with a listener. It's just things in our lives, you know? You know what? It's because of good things. Shit's mm-hmm. popping off for you. Well, I but, don't know about that. I, I don't, you, got a, you got a comedy special out there. Ah, a self-produced one. Whatever. Who gives you a know? shit? You know? Everything's I, self-produced. I don't know what to expect from that. Everything's self-produced. Mm-hmm. You got chops, and you put the product out yourself. Well, I, don't, I literally have no idea what to expect from it. I just... What I hope comes from it. All I want to do is just... Get back to touring more and creating more hours, and I just—I'll yeah. be—I'd like to sell a few more tickets. That's what I hope the special does for me. I'm probably on average—I sell 75, 80 tickets a night. I'd like to double that. That'd be nice. I'm not when? trying to pull a Bargatze and sell out hockey arenas. No, I just want to—you know what—triple digits. I'm in the—I'm in the—I'm in triple digits, mm-hmm. and I—I I will complain about not being in quadruple digits. Mm-hmm. When does it? When does that complaint end, or when does it start? Well, it's got to end somewhere, because we've talked about this. Like, but, There's certain uh, levels of success I don't want. 
I don't want to sell out hockey arenas, basketball. I mean, good for the guys that are doing it. But so what? But that's not at, what I'm trying to do. At what point is what you are willing to do mm-hmm. for what you love doing, stand up? Mm-hmm. But the exchange is your time away from home, exactly. your time away from the people you care about, the mm-hmm. people you're committed to. Yeah. When is that balance? When does that become into balance? How much money for you to go do a show or six shows in a row? Mm -hmm. Isn't that something you're dealing with? Equals the time you're not at home with the people you care about. I mean, how are you dealing with that? That's what I'm balancing right now. Mm -hmm. I used used to love traveling, doing shows, hanging out with people. It was never even a hookup thing. Mm-hmm. It was just a new city, a new town. This is the bars we all go to. That's I mean, that's how we met. We met under those circumstances in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And now my values are being home with Rachel and mm-hmm. and living life that has nothing to do with comedy, mm-hmm. but has to do with quality of life. Exactly, and not experiences that translate to a public consumption Mm -hmm. just things that i do that i know like oh, i'm glad i did this today then instead of fucking around at home Mm -hmm. even if it's just going out like rachel and i we did our our anniversary we have a date we've chosen Mm -hmm. we're not married but we did the portland spirit cruise down the river and just bar hop for a little bit and then just at like 6 p.m like let's all right let's go back who cares but just a day with nothing to worry about with the people that you care about. Mm-hmm. And so when do you find that balance? Maybe maybe you only have to do a little bit of comedy mm-hmm. to have that much more quality time with the people you care about. Mm-hmm. Some people need all the comedy and mm-hmm. need all that public thing. No, I don't. And then they're they're... And they're t- well, at least what you perceive from what they d- choose to put out there. Mm-hmm. Oh, here's a little bit of time of here's my wife. Or they try to make their family. My kids are in the video. My this I'm like I don't want anybody I know in the video. Mm-hmm. I don't want the video. Mm-hmm. And so that's what's most important to me is like, can I make stand up still just be stand up? Mm-hmm. All you came to see me in the town that I will travel to. To do this show. Mm-hmm. And I might be out in the bar afterwards a little bit. I'm not going to go drinking later. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to do the... I'm not going to make videos about my time there. And also my personal life, you're not going to know about. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little bit. Here's some clips. Maybe I went to a cool place. But I'm not going to capitalize on my human existence. Mm-hmm. And my actual what makes me feel good as a person for approval of strangers. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the most important thing. Yeah, that's a great perspective. Because I feel a lot of people capitalize on like, well, I'm here. Look at this picture of me in front of a monument. Look at that. And they translate that all into views or likes or followers. Mm-hmm. But I, you just commercialized your existence. Yeah, yeah. Like you're just an advertisement for being alive. Hmm. Versus 
What did it do for you? Yeah. Forget about the followers. What did it do? What did going to this weird temple or national mon- monument? What did it do? Yeah, did you take any way, anything 30, away from that? 30 years ago, people went to national parks just to go and feel something and then just go home and be a better person because mm-hmm. of it. Yeah. No selfies to be had. No, and I think that that, that does exist. That still exists. Mm-hmm. And now we have the means to do that. Yeah. We don't have to wait for a week of vacation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Weirdly enough, that the irony of like being this public figure... Meant you can have a private week whenever you want it. You don't have to wait for what your company deems acceptable. Yeah. This time off that you've accrued. Yeah. So take it when you can get it, buddy. Mm-hmm. Well, hell yeah, buddy. Was that too much? I think that was Was perfect. that too heavy? I think it was perfect. It was very well said. Do you got you want to dance to some dubstep in there? I don't know. We can. You want to dance a little, Dave? You know, because I, I, I'm always wanting to dance. Can't Dave, get me to stop dancing. Does Katie like to dance? She can cut a rug a little bit. You should like to dance. Yeah. The biggest misstep in the world mm-hmm. is dudes that think dancing's stupid. Yeah, I don't think it's stupid. I get that. I get that whole aspect. Man, I fucked that up for a lot of years. Really? All the weddings through my 20s and 30s where mm-hmm. I thought dancing was silly, mm-hmm. I fucking missed out. I missed out on things because I thought I thought I was cool. Yeah. Nobody else thought I was cool, but I thought I was cool. Too cool to dance. And since I thought I was cool, cool Kyle doesn't do these things. Mm-hmm. And now at 46, I'm like, man, cool Kyle fucked up a lot of good times. <laughs> Oh, being cool. Who gives a what fuck? What a waste of time. What a waste of time trying to be cool. What are we going to do now, tonight, Monday night? How are we going to try? There's no telling. We want to play some dubstep and we're going to dance in here? Dave, I'll dance with you face to face, dog. I don't give a shit. What if the Boogie Monster's over, man? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it kind of is. It's the whole point of this conversation. It's, it's, it's not... The door's yeah. not shut. No, but. but it's like a little sad. Well, like yeah. We talked about this in advance, but I'm kind of yeah. sad well, about it. Yeah, I'm sad too, but, uh, you know, new chapters. I don't know I don't know how you are, but I don't, I don't look in the rearview mirror too much. Maybe that's why I don't like talking about the cop stuff. Mm-hmm. But, like, I'm always looking. It's also, you don't want to look forward too much, but I'm trying to just figure out how to live in the present. I know that sounds douchey, you know, like. But if if we even, if this isn't safe space mm-hmm. now, yeah. But no, it was a great experience. I had a blast. We we did a thing. Yeah. I I honestly, I'm looking at a drive by truckers record, a Sunvolt record, a Willie yeah. Nelson record, ACDC, Clutch. This is just a room in your apartment. Yeah. A room in an apartment is called a bedroom. Yeah, not this one. This is just, this is a tiny record store. Yeah. And we're in here chilling in a recording studio. Yeah, man. This. It's good times. It's fucking rules, man. Yeah, man. Things are good. But no, it doesn't have to be sad, Kyle, because we did a thing. We had a lot of fun. 
I don't even know how many episodes we did. I think we're in the 300s, maybe 400s. I'm not sure. But yeah, almost seven years. Went for it. We sent it, dude. We did the thing, you know? And we're not ending because we had a falling out. We're ending because it's it's it 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 we did the thing and it's time to go on and do new things. But it was it was a blast. We're man. trying to cut you loose, everybody. Yeah, yeah. We tried. You guys have better things to do with your time. Go it's out and live two your life. dipshits trying to be fake negative about things when yeah. everything's going great for us. Yeah, yeah. No, I I never want to be fake negative. You want to drink cocktails and listen to jams? Yeah, yeah. I think that's what we need to All do. Right, well, then, if anything, yeah. hey, boogers. I'll call you boogers. Yeah. I don't want to call I, I've always been upset about calling people boogers. No, I think it's face. funny. Boogers. You establish it. People are like, I'm a booger. I'm like, please don't call yourself that. Well, no, it's not like you're a shithead. No, you're I know. Face. I'm just upset about the terminology. Hey, I'm a sexual predator. I li- No, you're a booger. I think, uh, you know what it's you funny. need to do? What do I need to do? Not you, but the mm. listen. I'm talking mm. to the listeners mm. right now. Mm. Dave, we're several inches of bottles into our drinks. Uh-huh. What's what's a sweet dub jam that's about to play for us? For us when we get out of here. Oh, um to let people know. Yeah. Oh, I'll just turn that on. I've been really into oh. Tenor Saul. That's my new dub guy. What's your what's your favorite everything's sad but it's going to be okay jam? Oh man, everything's sad? Or not sad. What's your best things are going to be fine? Okay. I've been getting into my Clem Snide again. Clem Snide. Right on. I used to listen to a little him. I'm just trying to tell the listeners, like, here's what we're going to listen to. Mm-hmm. After we shut it down. Mm-hmm. What's the best party jam? What what jam? What's a good feel good? You know what? Fuck it. I'm stop. I'm gonna stop asking. Little Sturgill, living the dream. Play a tune. Yeah. Let people know what you're playing. Yeah. We're, gonna, we're gonna wrap it up. We'll wrap it up, buddy. It's it's been a hell of a ride, buddy. <clears throat> I've really enjoyed it, man. This ain't the end, but it's kind of like a. What if we get a hair up our ass out of nowhere, and then a boogie monster just comes out random, like? Oh, that'd be great. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. We should. Leave the door open to do that kind of stuff when we see fit. But yeah, man, I've been living the dream, Kyle. I've you boogers li- have... Here we go. Living the dream. If you would have told me 20 years ago we'd be sitting here doing this, I'd call you... I'd say you're fucking insane. Well, we didn't know each other 20 years ago. That's true. That'd be weird. Then yeah, man. How would we know what we were doing 20 years ago anyway? I wouldn't even know what a podcast is. 20 years ago, I was absolutely phoning it in as a warehouse supervisor in Itasca, Illinois, because I knew I was moving to Los Angeles in a month and a half. Really? Yeah, almost 20 years. I moved to, I moved to Los Angeles in June of 2023. 20, no, 20... 2003, sorry. Wow. 20 years ago, I was carrying a dead body down an attic staircase. Well, metaphorically, I felt the same way, but mm-hmm. it was just, I was for, I was driving a forklift. Yeah. In a pointless fulfillment center. 
Well, we done got there, buddy. We did it, buddy. It's been fun. What if this whole episode gets struck because of the copyright laws that'd of be a Sturgill Simpson song? God, that'd be funny. Yeah, we you don't do seem like that. a guy ornery about it. Yeah. We got mutual friends, Sturgill and I. We could probably fix that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Get a B-dub on the case. I'm a big fan of uh, the song Enjoy Yourself. Yeah. Which one's that? Oh, it's covered, been covered by a few people. Enjoy Yourself. Who's that uh, Who's that folk hillbilly people? Guy everybody likes Tyler Childers. No, nah, he's real. Just guitar and smoke weed. Got arrested, kind of fella. You'll know who I'm talking about. I'm too drunk to come up with real names. Todd Snyder. There he is. There you go. Love Todd Snyder, buddy. It's been a blast. Clank him, buddy. Clank him. It's later than you think. Yeah. Hug me, buddy. Hug me drunk. I'm, I'm still wet. The I don't give a shit. Hug me drunk and we fucking hit the thing. We're done with the thing. Oh, man. What am I saying? Cry. No reason uh, to be sad, buddy. It was a, we did a good thing. No, it's not sad. We had fun. Like, we said some goodbyes. We said some goodbyes over this. We way. did, man. We did, buddy. Ah, I'm proud. I'm, I'm proud little, to know I'm a you. Emotional about it. I'm proud to know you, Kyle. You're good people, my man. Like I got no time for shitty people. I, I, I went to Atlanta and met met a bunch of fucking loonies in Atlanta, and you guys were all crazy, crazy fuckers that I was happy <laughs> to drink with. <laughs> And then you're like, well, I bought a van and I cut a mattress in half and I moved to L.A. I'm like, all right, yeah. Yeah, now we'll just be friends. Why not? Why not? It's, ah, okay. We got have a little moment. It's all right. It's all right, buddy. That's all right. We've been doing this for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Had a lot of fun. And who knows? Who knows? Who? That's what I love about life in general but specifically what we do, I have no fucking clue where I'm going to be a year from now, five years from now, what have you. There's just no fucking telling. So who knows? But didn't we... We picked such an ideal path. Isn't it... Like like, like the whole thing's a silly... uh, Like a silly idea. Mm -hmm. What, comedy? Yeah, it's a real Willy Wonka kind of fucking vibe. Oh, it's insane. It's insane. What do you do for a living? Oh, I talk to strangers about dumb shit I thought of. I'm a goof. Yeah. For what tw- else do for you do? 20 bucks ahead, I'm a goof. What else do you do? Well, for the last seven years, I get together with my dickhead buddy, and we just talk about bullshit and sometimes Ghost and Bigfoot. Oh, man. You do that? Really? Who listens? I don't know. Remember how we almost had a TV show? Almost had a TV show. <laughs> we were this close from having a TV show. But do you realize how ideal that was? Mm-hmm. Is because somebody came to us to ask if we wanted to make a show. Mm-hmm. We said, all right, but we're going to do it on our terms. Mm-hmm. We got to dictate every step of that. Yeah. And then it went well enough that because of our insistences... 
everybody loved it all the way up. And then this the main guy left and a new main guy came in and said shit. So close. But it's because we said this is how this needs to be. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Woulda, coulda, shoulda. All right. Buddy, it's been a good time. Go see Kyle on tour. Go see me on tour. Double suicide. I'll do one last shameless plug. <laughs> plug it. Plug it right now. Dave's Kitchen Patreon coming at you real soon. Oh. Dave's Kitchen Patreon. I'm gonna I'm gonna do some I'm getting back to cooking videos once a month. Throw me some loose change. I'll show you how to make so cornbread. Yeah, Boogie Monster Patreon. It's gonna yeah, we're gonna turn into a different thing. Yeah, we're gonna shut far, this a down. far more beneficial Patreon. Start, start a new thing. Perfect time. Get it, let's dance, Dave. Buddy, I love you, and I'm proud to know you. And this, love you, Dave. This ain't the last of us, buddy. Boogers, we love you too. Thank you so much for spending all these years with us. Come see us out on the road. Don't be a stranger. God bless you. Keep it going. Oh, fucking farted while I cheers you. The Boogie Monster.